We're live, pal. Here we go. The season is finally over. Thousands of games between hundreds of teams, non-conference games, conference games, conference championship games, playoffs, awards, the Heisman Trophy, transfer portal, injuries, opt-outs, coaches were fired, coaches were hired. We got through a whole season. We were right about some things. We were wrong about some things. I'd rather think about all the things we were right about, Andrew. How about you? Terry, I was only right about the national champion after my teams that I picked early got eliminated. But listen, on the topic of Michigan is the national champion. Congratulations, Big Blue. You're about to get Reggie Bushed, and that means the NCAA is coming for your national championship. They're going to take it from Michigan. That is my opinion. I think Harbaugh's gone, but I have a bone to pick with this Michigan fan base and history and whatever else claiming that they hadn't won a national championship since 1997 it was actually 1948 because in 1997 the other national champion according to the coaches poll was the university of nebraska led by the retiring tom osborne after 25 seasons 60 and 3 in the last five years and a team that blew up Peyton Manning and all the talent that he had for the volunteers in the Fiesta Bowl, winning the game 42 to 17. So, uh, Michigan, if y'all, Charles Woodson or not, had drawn Nebraska in 1997, yet a toe to the country ass whooping the same as Tennessee did. So, you can go ahead and claim that national championship if you want, but that's bullshit, and we all know it. Because there ain't no way that number one Michigan defense was going to stop Scott Frost, Amon Green, Joel McAvicka, and the pipeline from scoring 40 points. Now, after that, Terry, I really don't have a whole lot on Michigan other than to say I really think Harbaugh's headed to the NFL, mostly because he's not going to play with the NCAA anymore, as we've discussed on previous shows. Okay, so while you were saying all that... Um, I did a little Googling just to make sure. Um, looked at 1941, if you're going to criticize claiming of national championships. And I, I see Minnesota listed as the national champions in 41, but then you go look at Alabama's claim national championships, and you also see 1941. So we've got to be consistent here. If we're going to claim 18 for Alabama, we gotta we got to be consistent about Either we let people claim whatever they want or we don't, you know. I can tell you why, Pearl Harbor. Seriously. <laughs> they they didn't have a they didn't have a pulse bowl system, they didn't have a playoff system, and you had Pearl Harbor, December the seventh of nineteen forty one. So if football season ended anywhere near where it ends now, uh Pearl Harbor probably got in the way of college football. I would guess. Well, quite possibly, but I'm looking at I'm looking at the final AP poll um, for that year, and Alabama's ranked number twenty. So to claim a national championship there is a little ludicrous. Anyway, I don't really dig into that. 
Maybe they only have 17. <laughs> anyway. Saban. Just, Saban's still I, I've kind of always been a proponent mm. of claim whatever you want to. If, if the NCAA really wanted to define something, they would have decades ago. But um, that's kind of how I see that. Um, you know, give Michigan whatever they want. Um, give Alabama all those they want. And um, beg your team to claim more because they probably could. Most teams probably could. But anyway, we didn't we didn't come here to talk about that today, did we? We came here to talk about um, Washington just not having enough against Michigan the other night. They had those moments, you know. It was if you're a Washington fan, you got those moments. You think if this happens and then this happens and this falls into place, and then you throw an interception, or if we can hold them here and then they bust a forty yard touchdown. They they just weren't there. Different level well, the of competition. Line is, yeah, when they go to the Big Ten next year, and we're going to talk about it, uh, I mean, the opening drive for Michigan set the tone for the game. That offensive line ate Washington's lunch. Um, I mean, they just ate Washington's lunch. And then Washington gets a stop, and they get a field goal. And, I mean, it was a great game in some aspects of it, but by the mid-third quarter, it was pretty clear that Michigan, both sides of the football, had worn Washington out. And when you start seeing those running backs for Michigan busting those big runs against that defensive line of Washington, and you see Blake Corum get the touchdown, and you see the other running back get the touchdown there at the end, obviously Washington had two very costly turnovers. But in the Big Ten, you run the ball – and you play defense, and we'll get to a couple things on Nebraska, I'm sure, because it's yeah, our I'm show, sure. <laughs> and we've got you know some Auburn talk as well. But um, well, it's important to no Auburn important things happening in Nebraska. Yeah. yeah, important yeah. things happening in Nebraska. But in all seriousness, Washington is coming into the league with uh, what's the quarterback's name? Help me out. Who did they get? He was on the sideline last night. He is Penix's replacement, assumed anyway. I would have to look remind up. me. I don't know. I don't. I, there's been too much movement. Washington quarterback. I'm googling as we go here. It's fine. He's sitting on the sideline. I can't remember. It's the, he's the transfer. It's a big name. Um, was it Kansas State's Will Howard? It's Will Howard. I thought he went to USC. Maybe he did. Yeah. All right. Well, Googling as we go. Transfer. It's fine. To Washington. He's a white boy. Um, <laughs> not that that matters, but I'm just trying to help myself remember who it was. Will Rogers. But, uh, anyway. Yeah, Mississippi oh, yeah. State quarterback Mississippi Will Rogers. Mississippi State, not Will Howard. <laughs> Will Will Rogers. Yeah, yeah. So That's anyway, right. they're bringing the air raid. They're bringing the air raid quarterback into the Big yeah. Ten, which was my point. Caleb DeBoer obviously very comfortable in the passing offense, but what Washington is going to have in the Big Ten that they're not going to have in the Pac-12. With all due respect, zero degree games, snow, places like the Big House, Happy Valley, hell, University of Nebraska, right. the Horseshoe. Uh, these these games get very big and very intense, and as good as, as Washington has been, they don't put 105,000 people in the stadium at Seattle. 
Um, the other thing that Washington's going to have is they're going to face very good defenses, and I could homer on Nebraska on this issue, and I'm not going to, but they're going to play Michigan again. They're going to play Ohio State. They're going to play Penn State and Iowa, and then they're going to get the Wisconsins and the Nebraskas, and oh, by the way, Oregon's coming along with them, as is USC and UCLA, so you're going to get those games too. What I saw last night is indicative that DeBoer's going to have to do a little retooling, I think, in, into the Big Ten. The, the biggest reason being they got out-muscled. We talked about this in the, earlier in the season with Georgia and Missouri, at least I did. I think Missouri had a very talented football game as they or team as they showed against Ohio State, yeah. showed it against Georgia, showed it against Florida. Very, very good football team. Showed it against Tennessee, just blew the doors off of them. But they didn't have enough in the gas tank in terms of the talent. And I honestly think that's where Michigan was last night. They just had more talent, despite the fact Penix has three guys going to the NFL right along with him um, on the offensive side of the ball. But defensively, they just didn't have enough in that gas tank. And, uh, you know, those are the those are the things that you have to focus on. That deep water football game, some of these high-flying offenses, they don't ever make it to the deep water. But a team like Michigan is built for four quarters. I mean, whether you like it or not, whether I tease Michigan about not having that 97 championship or not, thanks to Bob Greasy crying for old Brian out there on the <laughs> on the announcing. Uh, the, I remember, the point that. I remember is, being a kid watching that and, and thinking yeah, about that. He's they just made a sitting big there deal hammering it, it yeah. hammering it, you know. Uh, they wouldn't have beat Nebraska. Let's not get it twisted. But anyway, um, talking about Michigan, though, that defense that was so strong and so good showed yeah. up again. And that offense, you know, led by their offensive line and Blake Corum, um, the boy is a bowling ball. He's got that uh, – what was the guy's name? Tolbert. Mike Tolbert played for Carolina as a running back. Yeah. Corum reminds me a lot of Tolbert because he is like a bowling ball. But when he finds that hole, I mean, he's gone. I mean, that yeah. – it doesn't matter. He's five. What is he? Five six, maybe five seven. He's a he's a smaller guy, um, but he but he's walking around at two hundred pounds. So uh, he gets five, that forward eight. momentum. Five eight, but he's two hundred pounds. So he yeah. gets that he gets that forward momentum going. He's hard to bring down. And I don't know if you paid attention, Terry, but the boy's walking around on tree trunks. I mean, he's got some big legs. Obviously dedicated to the gym. We're not, we're not, you know, fantasizing about 22-year-old Blake Corum here on this show. What we're pointing out is the resources the University of Michigan had in terms of players, talent, coaching, facilities. It all paid off for them, and they finally won a national championship. Harbaugh finally got it with all the openings in the in NFL uh, because now Tennessee's open. I don't know if you saw it. Vrabel got fired this morning. I did. I did um, hear about that. Yeah. Arthur, whatever his name, is gone from Atlanta. Yes. After he got really pissed Smith. off with, with Jameis yeah. Winston. With Jameis Winston. <laughs> Carolina, Carolina, obviously, with an opening. Washington with an opening. San Diego yeah. with an opening. There is a lot of places that Jim Harbaugh could go coach football. Uh, and I, Because I don't think – he hasn't signed that humongous contract with Michigan yet. And I think if he was that interested in staying – for $150 million, he'd have signed the contract. 
Well, but, I think I think that you know you talked about thinking the NCA of taking away. I think the power of the NCAA is much less in 2024 than it was back then, 20 years ago, when they um, put that stuff on USC. And I don't know that they have it in them to do that right now. I think they may be satisfied if he just goes away and they just chalk it up as a one-season thing and they move on. So I'm anxious to see what happens. I don't know. Because we are an entertainment show here, Reggie Bush could have lived in that penthouse or he could have lived in a single-wide trailer in Mississippi after a hurricane. He was the best football player in the country. Well, there's no doubt about that. Give him his fucking Heisman back for the love of God. You know? Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, I watched him a lot and it was just because I wanted USC to get beat that year, obviously. But it's like I kept watching, you know, there would be some kind of swing pass from Liner to Bush and he would just take it to the house and they would get down by 20 and they would just end up winning by 30 somehow. It was crazy. Yep. Speed, acceleration, power, vision. Had every had every attribute you want in somebody that's going to be running and or catching the ball. Uh, so give him his damn thing back. Now, I'm making fun of the Michigan crowd because I truly believe they're guilty. And I truly believe Alabama, notwithstanding, because everybody on the show knows I pull for the Crimson Tide when it's not Nebraska, that they shouldn't have been in the playoff because that three-game suspension, in my mind, is an admission of guilt to the cheating scandal, as is the firing of the linebackers coach. And I know we've said that, so I'm just going to – that's my point. That's where I stand yeah. on the issue. And now you've got people coming out and saying everybody's doing it, everybody's cheating, everybody's stealing science. Well, here we go. Terry, you said it several weeks ago, and I agree with it. Put the radios in the helmets and you never worry about it again. Yeah. Unless for some reason you got dead communication and you have to go back to the old way of doing it with hand signals. What I'm saying is give the quarterback his freaking, give the middle linebacker his freaking uh, headset, you know, and and let's go. Because if they're they're really high-level football players, they're probably going to have to get used to that anyway. So just, you want to eliminate cheating, you want to eliminate the accusations from people like myself that don't believe somebody's going to accept a three-game suspension. And mind you, just to remind everybody, the University of Michigan dropped their lawsuit at the 11th hour because that was the settlement. So there was enough evidence to go to court over the whole damn thing, too. So I will not be convinced that they aren't guilty. Um, and I will not be convinced that it wasn't systemic. So because I love football, let's keep it pure. Put the damn headset in the helmet. What the what what's the harm? Put the headset in the helmet and go to work. Yeah, and I was trying to look something up here. I'd heard somewhere. I know that Auburn did not use the headsets in the Music City Bowl. Somebody had made a statement that the SEC kind of went against it, but I haven't found anything stating that. So I'm not sure. I don't know if the other teams did, but I know that they allowed them for the bowls. Um, and maybe there's some, some ways to crack into that communication. So there's still some ways to cheat there, but, um, I guess the NFL uses it. Why not? 
Yep. Yep. And that's my opinion of it because if you're if if you're concerned that sign stealing is a is an epidemic inside the NCAA, then take the ability to steal the signs away. Take the ability to steal the calls away. Um, make them be more precise with the calls that they have, and and go from there. Um, and that that's again, it's it's my opinion. I heard Matt Rule talk about it, my Nebraska coach. I, I haven't heard Saban's position, but Rule says the NFL does it all the time. Why wouldn't we yeah. have the headsets in the in the helmet? Does, um, any, does anybody still he use also the big just, cards? He also just came from the NFL. Yeah. So, you know, there's a lot of the guys that do the signs, you know, like they'll do the, the signs that got the bogus calls or whatever they've got. Yeah. Like E E equals MC squared, hashtag annoyed Terry, Andrew's yeah. missing, fake it, you know, whatever. <laughs> they they, they used picture, to make a big deal picture. out of that when that first showed up, but, you know, they don't yeah. talk about it anymore. I guess it's just kind of the norm now. No, and see, another thing that, you know, you prevent sign stealing from and it's something we didn't really talk about last week, but the first 25 plays of every Texas game are scripted. Steve Sarkeesian's done that for years, where he knows exactly what 25 plays he's going to run um, or call anyway. They're That's scripted. a lot. Like, I mean, 25 is a big number, yeah. Yeah, they script the first 25. So um, he's that confident in his offensive play calling, for one thing. That's awesome. But on the other hand, you know, to your point, is is uh, talking about um, twenty five. It is a big number. If you're only going to get fifty, that's half. You know. So um, anyway, it's a good, good, good football game. I thought. I think it got a little out of hand there at the end. You and I talked about it off air. Obviously, Penix was very hobbled. He was hurt. He and, was definitely. Uh, I mean, that Michigan defense just wore out that offensive line of Washington. And I'm not saying Washington didn't protect him well all year, but there's a different element of defense that you play in the Pac-12, as we saw all year long, and that you play in the Big Ten that we saw all year long. I mean, five of the top 20 defenses in the country came out of the Big Ten. And two of them were Iowa and Nebraska. Right. I mean... So when we know how lackluster Iowa is and Nebraska can't get it out of their own damn way. So uh, point being, Washington's going to have to make some adjustments, I think, to be successful in the new conference. Well, it seemed like in the in the semifinal game, Texas got back there. They just didn't get to it. He was quick enough. He was poised enough. But Michigan was able to, not just physically, but you could tell they got to him mentally. Because there were some wide-open receivers down the field, and he overthrew them multiple times. Now, it didn't help on that one ball. I think he had like a 30-yard pass to a Dunsey, and it got called back for a hold. They couldn't have any of those. They needed every well, one and of those. Well, and let's talk about it. Michigan got away with a minimum of four holds oh, last night. Yeah. And <laughs> I mean, plenty of pictures. It, was, it wasn't Andrew and Terry's opinion that he's inside the shoulder pads. We yeah. got full handfuls of jersey. You know, uh, yeah. not a great, not a great night for the referees. I didn't think Terry. I think now, they were ACC every, refs. Is that what it yep, was? Yep, they were. They were. And everybody on this show knows. I tell you, don't blame the referees. Don't take it. Don't ever put it in their hands. <laughs> but it's a fact. But but certainly it did affect a couple of those plays. 
when you know Michigan got a lot of no calls last night. What did they have? Five yards of, or thirty-five yards worth of penalty? I think maybe the it penalties were that. both about the same, but neither. I think both of them had five penalties total. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. but the penalties were you know whatever five they were with Michigan. For the most part. Yeah. yeah, they weren't. They weren't the big ones. Um. So that that really did affect the outcome of the game. Obviously, Harbaugh had the advantage. I think headed in. The good news for DeBoer was they didn't have anything to lose. Like, I mean, you're playing for the national title. You're not supposed to win it. You know, you're you're that team this year. But they weren't supposed to beat Texas either. And they weren't supposed to beat Oregon. And it isn't just Terry and Andrew saying they weren't supposed to beat Texas or Oregon. What was the vote? 92% of people thought Texas was going to take Washington down. Yeah, and when they did that, the... Yeah, definitely. When they did the Pac-12 championship, it was well over 85% of people thought Oregon was going to I think was Oregon was like favored by nine points or something, weren't they? I mean, it was, it was it was a full 10, buddy, in a neutral site. So, well, that was all kinds of wrong. <laughs> yeah. And, and again, you know, we talk about what was right, what was wrong. That's the beauty of college football. Um, I was right about something. We can talk about it because it's not in your notes. Go ahead. And what I was right, what I was right about at the University of Nebraska, Terry, good things are happening. Uh, Dylan Riola comes from Georgia to the university. They're on a recruiting trip. Um, number one, first, before we get back there, the polar bear, number zero, uh, Notchmaker or whatever his name is. Yeah, he's a defensive. He's a defensive tackle. He's lost forty pounds and joined the college wrestling team for Nebraska. At Matt Rule said it was fine for him to do it. Yeah. Now, Terry, this guy is 166 and 0 in high school wrestling, four time state champion. But he, but he didn't go to the University of Nebraska for wrestling. He went for football. So he joins the team. He drops 40 pounds to make weight. And he pins the guy inside of three. In the first period, it was two minutes, five seconds, or whatever. Just slammed him, pinned him, arm, arm, arm maneuver. So. At the game is Tony White, or the match, excuse me, the duel. Tony White, Matt Rule, all the players, they go bananas. The Devaney Center lights up, you know, because your defensive tackle who dropped 40 pounds just got his first collegiate pin, you know, and is still an undefeated wrestler with 167 wins. Right. Those are are Goldberg numbers, buddy. Um, You know. But they're factual. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but they're factual. This is a real There's count. No Secondly, Riola's in town, so we get the recruit from Oregon. The running back's coming to Nebraska, four-star yeah. recruit. Wide receiver flip from Texas. What I was joking about that I was right about is we had to have wins, which we didn't get yet, but Riola signing with the University of Nebraska was going to be a recruiting tool. He oh, was yeah, going to get the people around him. And it is very clear now, this isn't official, but when the University of Nebraska is looking to hire Dana Holgerson as the quarterback's coach, it is very, very, very clear that Rule has a plan. And because I am always prepared, even though I pretend that I'm not, I have something I want to read you if I can get my iPad open from Matt Rule about Dana Holgerson 
And this, by the way, buddy, was when they were coaching against each other at West Virginia and Baylor, okay? Yep. Just to kind of set the table. So this is Matt Rule's quote about Dana Horgerson in 2017. He says... I think they use the whole field. They're explosive in terms of getting the ball in playmakers' hands. They're talking about West Virginia. Mm-hmm. He is, anyway. They see what defense you're in, and they'll violate that defense. They'll give you something that looks like, hey, it's this move, it's this is this route, and then they'll do a double move off of it. So you have to be so disciplined in the back end. Even when you see the route and you know what it is, you're kind of afraid to go make a play. I think the biggest thing from studying what they're doing is they're committed to running the football. They're going to run the football. I think it's really well put together and really well designed, and they have a toughness about them. So Nebraska wants to run the ball. And they want to be tough. This is good. This they want to play gritty and they want to play tough. And this leads our fans. I don't think I've ever told the story why I hate Ohio State. Maybe I have. But I was reminded this week. Go ahead. It's time after all season why it's fuck Ohio State today, tomorrow, and and forever. Yeah. And the reason it is is 1995. The Nebraska Cornhuskers are the defending national champion, and they're led by Tommy Frazier, who is affectionately called Touchdown Tommy, Mm -hmm. only quarterback in the history of the university to start as a freshman and play in four consecutive Orange Bowls or three consecutive Orange Bowls. He played in the Fiesta Bowl the, the last go-around. So three consecutive Orange Bowls against Florida State, uh, Miami, Florida State, Miami. Um, anyway, so, or actually it was Florida State, Florida State, Miami. Anyway, I apologize. Frazier is remembered for a lot of things, including the blood clot, the option, the touchdown, all of the support he had with the pipeline. But the one thing he's remembered for in Nebraska is something that we simply call the run. And what the run is, is in the 1995 National Championship game, he keeps the option. It's either it's him or it's Phillips, and he keeps the option. Eleven Florida defenders touched him and did not bring him down. So if you know an old school Nebraska fan, you could ask James Sorensen probably. And he knows what the run is. And I say that because he's, what, 15 years younger than I am? But he will know what the run is. Um, And that's because all all of those defenders of Florida touched him, tried to tackle him. He ran through every tackle, and he went 75 yards for the touchdown. He lost the Heisman Trophy to Eddie George. Of Ohio State. Right. And the 1995 Nebraska Cornhuskers beat four top 10 teams. They scored, I think, 35 or 40 um, by the third quarter. So he was out of the game. So statistically, he won't pad numbers. Eddie George got the nod over, over Tommy Frazier. And Tommy Frazier has the run. So that's why it's fuck Ohio State. And it always will be. And not just Eddie George? No, I mean, Eddie George is a good dude. I like him. But <laughs> he played for the Buckeyes. So so fuck Ohio State. 
So are we and done with the national championship game? Because we got a lot to talk about as far as I mean, is there anything to talk about in the national championship game? I'm not I mean, I funny, think nothing. it was what it was. I mean, they came out. Washington had some moments, but Michigan was just too much. They ran the ball down their throat. They played defense. Three hundred yards. Yeah, three hundred yards in the national championship game, Terry. That's right. That's huge. And this wasn't a runaway. It got out of hand there in the what mid third quarter, but this was not a runaway. It was twenty to thirteen. It in the second half, it was twenty to thirteen. Right. But as soon as I posted something about it being a blowout, they started coming back. You know that's how that works because th- this well, is the way this season has gone. I've picked against Washington; they end up winning. I pick against Washington; they end up winning. I pick against Washington the third time, and they end up winning. So for the national championship, I said, screw it. Let me just pick Washington. That is why they played the way they did. So then I start talking shit on social media that they, they're they getting their tails kicked, and they start coming back. That's how that works. Washington and I are not in sync. Well, I picked Washington to win, or picked Michigan to win, but was rooting for Washington because – Fuck Michigan. They bunch of cheaters. And they didn't win the 97 championship. So, yeah, yeah, and I sent you a, a video of a baseball game where Michigan against Iowa, Michigan versus Iowa, and the pitcher got caught cheating. And I don't know Throw when that out. was. <laughs> Throw them out. Last season or something. But anyway, let's, since it is the end of the season, you know, there's obviously there's some coaches that have been fired. There's some coaches on the hot seat. There's some recent coaching changes with people haven't been replaced yet. So I just have a, a few of those, and you may have some of those that I don't have listed here, but I just listed a handful, and I kind of got a little help from Hot Seat, the coacheshotseat.com to, to get some inspiration here. But here's some notable guys. Obviously, we've talked about Sam Pittman with Arkansas. They decided to keep him. Billy Napier, you've said about a thousand times on here, it's time for him to go. How is He's he still, still employed? <laughs> Dave Aranda at Baylor, I'm not sure. You know, great. You know, at one point, great defensive mind. Yes, a very, very good defensive coordinator. Right. But kind of like we're talking about Holgerson, maybe joining the Nebraska staff. Yeah. Uh, and as far as I'm concerned, he can be the OC, and they get rid of Satterfield. I'm down with that. But um, Aranda. Excellent at Wisconsin, excellent at LSU. Yeah. And I mean, had really strong defenses. It was bad enough when you had to play Wisconsin in the Big Ten that they were bringing the Melvin Gordons and the James Whites and everybody right. else with them, along with the two tight end set where they're going to put nine guys on the line of scrimmage and just blow you off. Then you had to somehow play against Aranda's defense. So. He got a bad draw at Baylor. It's not a good job. Baylor is not a good job. Rule for Nebraska did a good job at Baylor, uh, but he went 11-2. and two. But yeah. Baylor, they've had so many problems with the Bryles incident and even before then. Um, they were the team back in the day, like in the early days of the Big 12, that everybody knew they were going to get a win on. Like every yeah. conference opponent knew – they're Vandy they were for our, a while. They were yeah. our Vandy, exactly. Every conference opponent knew, didn't matter how bad the team was, we're going to beat Baylor. I That's mean, right. that was that was where you were. Uh, but, but Dave Aranda is a great football coach, but he might be one of those guys that's a better coordinator than head Absolutely. coach. And they Absolutely. do exist. 
those people do exist. They absolutely do exist. And we'll get to some of those in a minute with some recent firings, but a couple of other hot seats, both out in LA, you know, Chip Kelly, you know, there was word of him getting fired and he ended up winning the game and they kept him. And, and then you got Lincoln Riley out there at USC. It's like, I mean, that was a big letdown this year. They were supposed to be contending I, for a conference championship. I think the win-loss record would have gotten dismissed, but this is what this is what I would be worried about if I am employing Lincoln Riley. Number one, your all-star, we're paying huge NIL money, decided he won't go and play football. Yeah. You know, and he's still somehow the number one projected quarterback in the draft. Right. I don't. I don't know that the kid has the will to play in the NFL because he certainly didn't have the will to play in college getting paid all that stupid money. And I think I showed a picture of, to you. I sent you a picture of his, uh, or maybe I shared it on social, of his little estate or his little uh, apartment, if you want to call it that, that he has there in Southern California. Um, I don't think I could afford the rent on it, but I'm not a millionaire at 20 years old or whatever. Right. But Ry- Riley losing. Caleb Williams replacement as well. Yeah. And and these the mass exodus and then having to fire his defensive coordinator because you and I both know Terry what the head coach does in the college football is you blame one of the coordinators so then you or fire them <laughs> or both and they're gone and that's that you know means that you're trying yep. to do something. You don't think Brian Kelly's seat might have got a little warm for the lack of defense there at Baton Rouge this year? Uh he fired his entire defensive staff last week. Uh, I'm not sure it's if you put that in the notes, and I jumped too far I didn't, ahead. I but... didn't put Brian Kelly in the notes, but, I mean, I have heard some stuff about. But they know, fired five guys. I mean, he fired yeah. five assistant coaches. I've heard thoughts about who goes to Michigan if if Harbaugh leaves, and I heard Brian Kelly's name. <laughs> and you knew what my response to that shit was already. Okay, Rich Rod. All You're right, like, uh, Brady. Please hire Brady him. What your response please, is? <laughs> please hire him. Please. We got too many good programs coming in. We need one of them to drop off. Yeah, he needs to fall the fuck off. Is what needs to happen. But, um, yeah, all this shaking and moving you're seeing though at USC with the exodus of the players, mm-hmm. that's a bigger concern than the win loss record. I think because every coach is going to have a bad season. Every coach is going to have a bad season. Now, we know that a bad season in Tuscaloosa was 7-6, and and then, you know, like 10-3 and or whatever. Um, But Auburn has had awful seasons, unfortunately. Alabama's had a few awful seasons. I got to tell you, when I was in college, Alabama was Not in the Saban era, buddy. Not in the Saban era. I said when I was in college. I'm old. What are you talking about? He's dating himself now, folks. I definitely but, am. Um, but and yeah, I, and I watch a blue blood program that still is in the top ten for wins in the University of Nebraska. Yeah, and the last ten years have been awfully bleak there, Terry. Right. So think about how many wins Devaney and Osborne had from '63 forward, and Solich too. Hell, even Polini, when your three and nine football team for the last decade is still listed in the top ten of all time. It wins. Right. Well, you you get a head start and you know Yeah. Other guys catch up with you. But or you're like Michigan and you count all the games against different YMCAs, you know, that kind of thing. 
from 1904, you know, when you yeah. took the horse and buggy to the football game on, yeah. you know, yeah. Yeah, we were teaching the these we were teaching a group of kids how to play football and we counted it as a game and we won that. Correct. One. We won that one. But um no no, on the on the issue of Brian Kelly and and Lincoln Riley and I mean, cuz that's the pattern. They're going to fire the coordinator and then they're the ones on the hot seat cuz they're stating you know, loud and clear voice for everybody to hear. Our defensive coordinator is the reason we didn't win games. Yeah. Well, for Lincoln Riley, no shit. I knew there was a problem. And, hey, this is something I got right, even if none of my predictions for conference championships were correct. Uh, I said that that was going to be a Texas, at least. That was going to be a problem for them going forward, though, is – uh that defense when they played San Diego state yeah, and they let San Diego state put 400 yards, 28 points. Uh, and he's never cared about defense, but buddy, you're headed to, you're headed to the big 10 and you better care about defense be because when you get that, list if you don't, yeah. When you get that Michigan football team, that's going to go ahead and run 12 or 13 plays. And it's just going to be, off left tackle, off right tackle, off left tackle. They're going to wear them down by the third and fourth quarter. Here it comes. You know, it's uh, this is the way it is. But anyway, you, you would think that they would be able to tempt somebody to come out there, transfer portal, some recruiting or something, but it's just not happening. Because, I mean, is that where Will Howard went? USC? That's, you know, that's a pretty good quarterback, but. That's I think not what that's you expect right, from USC. The other one we said Will Rogers was the air raid guy right. recruited specifically what, by Mike yeah, Leach. Going to Washington. Yeah. And I'd completely forgotten about that because that happens so long ago. He since they didn't go to a bowl game, you know, <laughs> he could do that early. Exactly. But, yeah, so that's that's like old news and I completely forgot. Will about Howard it. Will Howard is Kansas State is actually going to Ohio State, buddy. That was what was Okay, so that's right. Who was it going to USC? Look at me getting all kind of crap wrong. See, I can't keep I'm getting that. it right now for us. Um, who was it, though? Yeah, I don't know. I'd have to look at that. Oh, well, we'll have to come back to that. Man, there's so many people moving around. I need a full list of these things so I get even. You need to. you need to get your whiteboard out, but you need a real one, Terry. You need to get like the big whiteboard. <laughs> I've got one. I've got two actually, but I'm not filling it up with that these days. Well, let's get back to coaches. So I, I did jot down a few things. Um, you know, Gene Chizik has quote agreed to part ways with North Carolina as defensive coordinator. Kevin Steele has announced his retirement um, Time from the University of Alabama. They don't have a quarterback. USC okay. has not landed the quarterback yet. Well, no wonder I didn't know who it was. Yeah, this is from Sports Illustrated two days ago. And as far as this is showing, they ain't landed the quarterback. They've got a visit from UNLV quarterback Jaden Jaden uh, Mayavia on campus. Unofficial visit. Okay. Um, but yeah, they don't UNLV. And then there was a UNLV quarterback that was going to Georgia to, I guess, be a backup. 
Yeah, and then Jade and Delora from Arizona visited. But yeah, they don't have a quarterback. That's why we didn't know. Because well, that's not the, the, be the backup transferred out. Yeah, but anyway, moving on. I didn't mean to interrupt you. I just no, it that's was gonna fine. annoy me. It was gonna annoy me to no end if I couldn't figure out who it was. So but, I don't know um, if Penn State's hired an offensive coordinator yet, but they fired their They have. Okay. They have. He is the uh, former offensive coordinator of Kansas. Okay. So that good Kansas offense we saw some of, um, he is. Yes, sir. Yeah, so that's that's, that's the lifeline that, um, that we're going to use up there. And then Auburn uh, has no coordinators at the moment. Offensive coordinator was fired. Defensive coordinator stepped down. There were some kind of weird situations there where two-thirds of the way through the season, Auburn's defensive back coach just walked off the field and left the team for, quote, personal reasons. And it seems like uh, couldn't get along with the defensive coordinator. And there were some thoughts about some, some key players joining the portal and stuff. And um, they just kind of parted ways. And he's headed to Florida. So let Florida have him. And Auburn's going to have to look for some new coordinators. Um, offensive coordinator looks like it's going to be the – his name's Nix. Uh, I think it's Derek Nix. He's the running back coach at Ole Miss, and he's been there since like 07 or 08 as the running backs coach. But, you know, Hugh, Hugh Freeze is going to have to be the offensive coordinator and just have somebody named that. That's going to happen. Well, and – well, and you and I both know the same thing happens with Lane Kiffin. Yeah. Since you mentioned Ole Miss, those two guys are play callers. They're the ones. Right. They're the ones calling calling the plays offensively. The same with Brian Kelly. He's got an offensive coordinator, but I promise, if he ever thinks that things are getting out of hand, he's going to start calling plays down in Baton Rouge. You know, so. Um, right. <clears throat> just a, just as a thought, but I agree with you on the Hugh Freeze thing because you're talking Auburn. Mm-hmm. Hugh Freeze's offenses and football teams in general were best when he is the play caller. And this is the only that, season what... he's not done it. And I think it's because recruiting was in such rough shape. But that excuse has to end at some point. You can't sacrifice the on-the-field success <laughs> based on trying to get new players. you got to do something. And you, and you sign the number seven recruiting class in the country. Right. So that excuse and... is done. And like you said, they will leave pretty quickly if you don't do something with them. Correct. People prove that all the time. As far as the defensive coordinator goes, Auburn did hire um, Colorado's defensive coordinator. What is it? Charles Kelly. But I don't think that he's going to be the D.C. He's going to be like defensive back, co-D.C. kind of thing. And they've talked about um, Chris Kiffin. They've talked about Mississippi State's fired head coach. Uh, Zach Arnt. Zach Zach Arnett. So um, yep. there's a couple of names, but we'll see. You know, like always, you think you hear a couple of names, and then they hire somebody out of the blue, and you're like, "What? Nobody ever mentioned them." So we'll see. Maybe they should know. bring your next coach on the list back. Which one? Because the next two used to be the defensive coordinator at Auburn. <laughs> you're talking about Gene Chizik, but Kevin Steele used to be there too. <laughs> Yeah, Jizik was the head coach. Yeah, but uh, yeah, <laughs> I, as I told you, and I'll argue with anybody on the planet, Gene Chizik was not good at Iowa State. He was not good at Auburn. 
what made him good at Auburn is he had Cam Newton and he had Gus Malzahn. And then he had a guy named Nick Fairley who got hot, you know, and and led the defensive line. And then that gave the safeties and cornerbacks confidence, excuse me, in the last four or five games. And all of a sudden, Auburn looked like they had a pretty good football team. Um, that was a slow build in the cam year there, buddy. Cause you it and I was. even talked about it on this show. First three or four games were by a, you know, hair that they even won. They had to, to run on. the ball in the very first game. I don't remember which it was a cupcake and they had to run the ball. I think they won pretty handily, but it wasn't from passing. And then they went to Kentucky and I think they had to come from behind. And that was a last big second game. field goal or something. I don't remember exactly what it was, but then, you know, obviously yeah. they had that cam had that big run against LSU and that's where it really started kicking up. And then, um, you know, it was what it was. And then Alabama had them destroyed. And then th- that game's unreal that they stormed back in one end, but no, it was what it was. It was, um, this giant quarterback that could pass, that could run, and um, a few offensive weapons to go with him. And like you said, this wasn't a defense that held anybody from moving the ball down the field. They would move the ball on him. Then Nick Fairley or somebody would get in the backfield for a big play, and that's what yep. kind of defense that was. But, hey, you got to do what you yep. got to do. But we don't have that right now. But progressively, progressively they did get better as the season went yeah. on. They, and they that's really what you want to see. Yeah. Yeah. They really did. But um, Kevin Steele, just you mentioned him. Well, first, let's talk about old Gene. I like it here. Terry put in the notes, in quotes, agreed to part ways. Ladies and gentlemen, for those That's of you who never happened, home, ever. His ass was fired. <laughs> <laughs> for the agreed University to part of North ways. Carolina. So who broke up? You or your girlfriend? Oh, we, we exactly. it was mutual. Yeah, okay. It was mutual. Uh, bullshit it was. <laughs> but, but. Let's face it, Mac Brown, again, North Carolina had a great start, and it come off the rails for them there at the end of the season. So I think they were they were even ranked, what, top 15? Oh, Maybe they were undefeated. What, were they 6-0? and At least 5-0. and I and wanted then, to say they were like 7-0, and and then they lost Maybe. to Virginia. Oh, and yeah, they lost bad. And they lost Georgia to Georgia Tech. Tech. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. That's rough. Well, that's like if I'm Syracuse. not mistaken, we both we both picked them to win against Virginia because Virginia was a terrible football team. Because why not? <laughs> and they beat them. But Chiswick, Chiswick was a head coach, had to be a D.C. I really don't like his defensive scheme personally. I don't think there's anything good, exotic. There's not, you know, yeah. he's not going to be somebody that I would ever remember as a great defensive mind. Right. Um, but that's my opinion. And I again, I just never really have been a Gene Chiswick guy. And my co-host here is an Auburn alum who had to sit through the Gene Chiswick years that once Cam the Man was gone, the whole football team went the other direction. Well, so, there was just a couple of years. That's crazy, though. It's like national championship. He was only, he, he was only there four or five seasons, wasn't he? He wasn't there long at well, Auburn. He got there. Let's see. Let me think about this. So he got there in – 09, won the national championship in 2010, got fired in 2012. And Gus left in 2011? So 
Yeah, so he, Gus was only gone for one season. That was the year yeah. that Chizik got fired. Uh, Gus came back in 2013, so the first year. And this was also transfer quarterback, got Nick Marshall. You know, as much as Nick Marshall isn't a pocket guy, he worked in that offense. And they did what they did. Some A little bit of luck, but everybody needs a little bit of luck. <laughs> but, but they um, won 11 games. Yeah, mm-hmm. and they and they were really close to in the national championship game. They don't have a trophy for it, but they were close. Um, but then fourteen dropped, fifteen dropped. But he was there. I think he was there eight years. Three wins in the Iron Bowl in eight years, which that's three and five. But who else has beaten Saban at that rate? You know, it's like Dabo. But um, Hugh Freeze. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, Hugh Hugh got him twice. He got him twice in a row. Yeah, so we'll see yeah. how that goes. In Tuscaloosa has um, always been very difficult for Auburn. I think the only win that Auburn has in Tuscaloosa since Saban got there was 2010. I would have to double check on that. And it's not always close. <laughs> Auburn well, game, t- games at Auburn are closer. Games in Tuscaloosa, not so much. Well, we're talking about Auburn, Alabama. It's as good a transition as any to talk about Kevin Steele. 30 years in football. Spent yeah. five years at the University of Nebraska as the linebackers coach. Coach Trev Alberts, the current uh, current administ- uh, athletic director, excuse me, as well as the best linebacker in the country in 1993. Gave Heisman Trophy winning quarterback Charlie Ward hell, whether Dave in the QC wants to admit it or not, or Dave in Huntsville, his name is now. Um, the HSV. The the HSV, that's correct. Uh, Nebraska got screwed by the refs in that game. Um, and Dave will never admit it because it gave Bobby Bowden the first national championship. But Kevin Steele coached that linebacker core, and the next year they come back, they beat Miami. And his defense, while it was Schlesinger and Frazier in the fourth quarter, along with the pipeline, that beat up on Warren Sapp and beat up on Ray Lewis and the rest of them, uh, they still had a chance in that fourth quarter to beat Nebraska, and the black shirts locked them down, and that's a large part to Kevin Steele. So can't say anything bad about him. One thing I noticed reading his resume, Terry, because it was fascinating to me, three times he's been in Alabama's coaching staff. Yeah. Um. He's coached at LSU mm-hmm. and Auburn, who mm-hmm. are both rivals to Alabama, obvious, in right. that same, you know, um, same uh, West Conference. Because uh, was he at Auburn twice or just once? Because I know he went to LSU. I'm not sure. He, I would have to take a look at that. Where did he head I coach? To, he was head coach somewhere, and I don't know if he went Baylor. And he, Baylor. Baylor <laughs> Another, and, so Baylor creeps back up. Yeah, and Nebraska helped him get fired. The under Solich, they beat him fifty-six to zero in Waco. But that was the team that went to the national championship game. So maybe we should give him a break. Yeah, but, I mean he was uh, a good coach. Let's see. So he was he was interim head coach in twenty twenty when Gus got fired at Auburn. Um, but that was really his only stint at Auburn from twenty sixteen to twenty twenty defensive coordinator yeah and that was one of the longer stints because he didn't stick around a lot of places i mean like i said they uh, saban brought him in in 2007 or 8 
and he he got replaced yeah. by Kirby. So yeah. uh, two thousand seven and eight, and then he went to Clemson for three years, and then he went back to Alabama for a couple of years. Went to LSU for one year, and then went to Auburn for five seasons. I missed I missed Clemson. I forgot about that because that was before Venables. So uh, that he was, was at the, Florida the, State the, as a linebackers coach from '03 to '06. He's been at some big name schools here. That is a heck of a list of schools. Heck of a resume, but you wonder you wonder why he wouldn't have stuck around someplace a little longer, considering he's not going up the ladder necessarily. But one thing I will say about Kevin Steele that I completely agree with is before the Alabama and Michigan game, he made the comment that, well, yeah, I'm the defensive coordinator, but there's really only one guy that calls the defense that in Alabama, and his That's name wrong. is Nick Saban. So <laughs> um, exactly, it'll be. It'll be interesting to see who Saban picks. I'd love for him to to pick a younger guy um, because it obviously worked at Michigan. Uh, that that gentleman is going to get a lot of phone calls. I mentor. I, I lost his name for a second, but the DC for Michigan, he's going to get a lot of phone calls. If Harbaugh leaves, first phone call might be to the athletic director's office if he want, if Jesse Minter wants to become the head coach at Michigan. But uh, Here's a little trivia for you. We talked about where all the places that Kevin Steele has coached. Where did he play? Tennessee, isn't it? Oh, you got it. Good job. He, did, he was um, a linebacker at Tennessee. He started at Furman in 76, played at Tennessee 78 and 79. Good job. And Terry doesn't think I do my research, folks, just because I say <laughs> we're going to get on here and let her rip, Tater Chip. Roll Tide. Get it in. Let's see. But, I guess uh, he's only had one NFL stint with the Panthers. I don't see anything else here. What year was that? That was 80, oh. uh, not 95 to 98. So he was in the early years when you had this guy named Julius Peppers on the defensive line. So not not yeah. such a terrible time to be the head coach of the or a defensive coach of the Panthers because uh, John Fox was the head coach then um speaking yep. of coaches that have been fired <laughs> <laughs> there's been a lot fired. fired lately this he is got the time fired to fire. from the Bears he got fired from the Panthers he won a Super Bowl with the Broncos but John Fox you know the thing about John Fox he used to Used to drive my uh, sister crazy. She'd make fun of him because my nephew's a Ca uh, Carolina fan. He'd he'd get that double bubble and he just chomped that bubble gum like it was his job, you know. But uh, anyway, now nah, Kevin Steele had a hell of a hell of a career. Different places. Um, I obviously he had no team loyalty to jump from, <laughs> uh, you know, as the player, the Volunteers to Alabama three times to LSU to Auburn to Clemson all over the Florida SEC. State, he didn't Nebraska, go to Florida. He, yeah, he was all over. But uh, obviously, a, a very tenured coach, you mm -hmm. know, and you you hate to see those guys retire. For anybody wondering, my money is that Harbaugh leaves the NFL. Saban just keeps doing what Saban's doing. I don't think the head ball coach of the Crimson Tide is going anywhere. Um, Miss Terry probably years. couldn't talk. Miss Terry probably couldn't tolerate his ass, you know. Um, and as we talked about, as we talked about to my Terry here on the show, he, he the statistic they love to bring up now is he's gone three years without winning a championship. Well, 
Well, Auburn fans can't say much because even though we've gone to a couple of bowls, those have been losing seasons for us. So, you know. That's no, I'm just saying that now the media, yeah. now the media oh, is know. putting under the thing three seasons without a national championship. Well, right. That's how good he is, I guess. But uh, we don't need to talk about Saban because you know he's going to replace Steele. And it's not to, to speak badly about Steele, but people want to go work for Nick Saban. Somebody is going to fill that position pretty quickly, I would imagine. Mm-hmm. Um, although, no, like we said, Greatest assistant he probably ever had was Kirby Smart. Will Muschamp might be a close second. And what position did both of those guys hold, Terry? Defensive coordinator. Yep. So he takes that position very, very seriously. So one thing I've been hearing, and I'm not convinced that anybody really knows all these rules, but it seems like the rule is that um, players can enter the transfer portal up to five days after their team's last game. So it's not like the same deadline for everybody. So that was kind of interesting to me to hear that. But I don't know that anybody Did you, really knows. Well, we didn't talk about it, but we're on Alabama, and I'm, I know it happened with Georgia, and I know that it happened – I don't know that it happened, obviously, with Texas because I didn't pay – but they had an exodus out of Tuscaloosa last week after the after the championship. And oh, so everybody's thinking reasons. that Saban's going to retire because like fifteen guys left or whatever. Yeah, yeah, right. He also signed, as Terry reminds everybody, the number two recruiting class for the what seventh time, eighth time, ninth time. I don't know that I remind everybody. I don't want to be. Re- you reminded us last week, buddy, that he signed the number two recruiting class because I said top five, and you decided to correct me and say, well, Andrew was actually top two. Yeah, yeah, he lost to Well, Georgia. I must have drank more it, last week than I was this week. <laughs> <laughs> you were complimentary of Coach Saban last week. But, no, the point is there's 15 guys that left. The center yeah. is gone. He's on to Ohio State. Ohio State Don't know if yeah. you saw that, but he's, uh, he's landed at Ohio State. My thing is, dude, you had – you know, did Saban fire him? Maybe, but he cost Alabama that football game. You're driving in the third quarter. It's first down, first bad snap. It's second 11, third bad or second bad snap on the same series, back to back snaps. And all yeah. of a sudden it's third and 23 against this defense of Michigan that we've spent all year talking about. Just how good they are. Don't give them any help. Don't help them beat you. Well, and that that's happened what the in the Iron did. Bowl too, right before the the yeah. play or whatever. The what? What are they calling that? Fourth and thirty-one. Yeah, Terry, I'm waiting on my mug. So of course, you're gonna get me. You're gonna get me a coffee mug. I don't remember that. Part. Second and twenty-six. Fourth and thirty-one. Sir, I bought you a Roll map tide. of Tuscaloosa. That's about as far as it goes. <laughs> But, um, <laughs> but you know, some, some Auburn fans have created shirts that say fourth and three because, you know, there were all those fourth and 31 shirts. But, you know, I'm not petty like that. A team that, no, I, mean, I can't, I can't talk crap on, you know what I'm saying? I, but it was the only play he had, and it was an amazing play. If we're going to recap the season, that might have been the play of the season for the two of us. Absolutely. Um, uh, 
was so. was Milrow completing that pass. It has because to let's be. face it, anything else happens and they're not in the semifinal at all. They're not in the SEC championship. They're not in the semifinal. Or no, they well, would have been in the they're championship. In the champi- yeah, they? they'd already clinched the championship. They would have been. Yeah, yeah, they had. They had. That's, you're right. That you're right. just would have been their second loss, so they wouldn't have been in the playoff. But, I mean, I don't know of a bigger play that I personally saw all year. I don't think so. Um, especially with that type of significance. Like, to the game, to the outcome, to the way the rest of the season went, I don't know that I Unless saw a Unless you want to game. count the thicker kicker with a 53-yard field goal as time expires to, to beat Kansas State. That's probably not quite up there as much, but that's a big play. That was a huge play. Um, but, yeah, we just have some really good football this year, you know, yeah. and hopefully we see some more coming up. But um, are we going to talk about it too early to, too early to call? I love it. No, it's oh, no. never too early. To I call. lied. I lied. Hold on. I jumped the shark. No, no, I don't. Our... So I created a section in the notes that said news on players, and the only player I put was Talia Tagovailoa. That's what I was going to say. I jumped the shark. Talia <laughs> Tagovailoa has left Maryland. He is going somewhere. Well, he maybe. Has, he has to appeal to the NCAA to get the okay, since yeah. the argument is now he filled in for Tua. When Tua got hurt with the season injury, otherwise he wouldn't have played in that game. It was That's his the fifth game, going and with. he was in for two snaps or something. Yeah. So I can see him just letting him do it. I mean, I mean, for a, two snaps into a fifth game, some people could be ruthless, but you might as well let him do it. That's my opinion. Well, and at this point, buddy, because I shared it with you, and we actually got a little reaction from it, which it just made me laugh because Tommy Boy is one of my favorite movies ever and probably favorite <laughs> comedy. A lot of guys go to school for seven years. Yeah, right. they're called doctors. That's um, right. We got a lot of doctors in college football these days. Well, Barry. for now, yeah. but I mean, eventually that COVID year goes away. So we'll we'll cut back on one of those years. So everybody kind of got an extra red shirt just based on that. But that's why Bo Nicks, everybody talks about him being 50. Because including Jim Harbaugh, you remember that he did not have a good COVID year as the no. head coach of Michigan. And all of a sudden, he has turned it on. Um, and that's why, I mean, like I said, I think he's on his way out. Coincidentally, but, um, he also hired this guy, this former um, Navy SEAL or whatever it was. Is that what he was? Navy SEAL? What? What is um, Stallions? Oh, I don't remember what. I don't know. Seems like he was some. I don't want to give him credit for anything that he didn't achieve. But Connor Stallions wasn't he a former military member? Mil- intelligence, maybe. I don't know. There was something in his background. Anyway, I don't want to Google it right now. I'm too tired. <laughs> well, like you said, yeah, don't give him. That. Don't give him. Don't give him any credit for anything you don't deserve either. But. Uh, right. But no, I I think um, like I said, I think I think the uh, what were we talking about? Oh, the tag of Aloha thing, or well, yeah, yeah. tag of Aloha, the Talia, not Tua, because uh, his big brother is going to be in the playoff game this Saturday. Um, good luck there. But um, I think that one could be fun to watch. Mm-hmm. I I just and I just lost who they're playing, but should be a good one anyway. Um, 
needs a waiver to play because of the two snaps. And where does he transfer to? That's the one thing for me, Terry. That's People what are I saying was, Miami. I, got, I was getting sidetracked. Um, it's so late in the season at this point for the transfer. Like, what? where's your destination? Where are you going? You know, and, and well, uh, Auburn I, needs a quarterback still. We thought the Liberty guy was coming, but, you know, it comes down – some of these stories are like, well, Auburn didn't have his major or something like that. I think that's probably bull crap, but um, I thought he would end up there, but he did not. I thought so, y'all I thought y'all keeping the Michigan State guy. We are, but hey, did you see him play this year? It was a little up and down. It was a little up and down. A little up and down. So we'll see what happens We're, with that. It'd be nice have to have some competition. We'll shit on everybody else. We don't shit on each other because it's well, our show. That that's fine, but it's nice to have a little competition. Not to mention, because I I think one thing we can pat ourselves on the back on this show is objectivity. Because yes, well, I'll yell "Go Big Red" or "Roll Tide" or tell you I'm drinking all the Kool Aid and send you all that uh, stuff. I don't know if you find anybody that is a pro Nebraska fan and a diehard and an alumni that is harder on the Nebraska Cornhuskers than I am. Um, and you're the same way about Auburn. Like it, we don't do the, we don't do the rose colored glasses thing around here. Um, well, there's plenty of naysayers in the Auburn fan base to the point where I left Auburn Twitter five years ago. Cause I got sick of it. Cause it didn't matter. It's never good enough, but, um, I think I'm realistic. I, I think, um, Hugh Freeze has the capability to do something, but he's got to do it. You can't just always have the potential and not do it. You got to do it. He's got to figure what it I out. Like a, and it's not getting easy because we got Texas and Oklahoma coming in. On that thought, what I like, and, and I can say the same thing. We got Oregon and Washington coming in along with USC and UCLA. And Brian Haremsa just tweeted something about us, by the way. I don't know if that's in the chat or on Twitter. Just so you're aware, because he said he hadn't taken his victory lap about winning the bowl pick him. So we can address him right live on the air, except I got my phone on the mount here, so I can't look up Twitter. I don't know if you can, but anyway, um, my thought on rule is a lot like you on freeze. He's got the ability. The one thing I like about Matt rule, um, cause I know I live in North Carolina, buddy. He got a terrible, terrible review by panthers fans although they don't have a whole lot to cheer about these days and you know i don't really watch pro football other than to watch it i don't have a team or anything but um matt rule decided he was going to make nebraska tough again he did that you're going to put the defense in place he did that then he said well i need this this and this to make my team successful and guess what he went and got it. So yeah. what I'm getting at is I'm seeing the progress in the action. This isn't a guy that stands at the podium and says, we're going to compete for national championships. And then you don't, and he, he didn't say that, but I'm just saying yeah. he's not the guy. Well, what he did say so is didn't have restore- a future national he, championship trophy, like Texas A&M gave Jimbo. No, but what he did say actually was we need to return this storied university back to the place it belongs. He didn't say former glory, but he said it it's, time to re- it's time to return Nebraska to its, you know, its place yeah. where it belongs. So, but he's talking about 
we did it with defense. You did it with a run game. You did it with capable quarterbacks. And he went after all those components. Then to know that he got a lot of blowback on the Satterfield issue as the OC and say, well, and flirt with the idea at the very least of hiring someone with the caliber of Dana Holgerson. There are people that don't like him. There are people that do like him. My whole thing is I love the offensive mind that he brings to it. Right. And if he's not the head coach, we just talked about coordinators and coaches. Mm-hmm. If he's not the head coach and it's his only job is to, you know, be the offensive coordinator or quarterback coach for Dale, Dylan Rayola, I bet you he does pretty good. Because that no just relieves all yeah. the pressure. Um, one other thing, and I always love doing this to you, a name you left off the heat, the, the hot seat. Oh, I'm sure I, I do. personally. No, no, you're OK. I personally think it's James Franklin out of Penn State is a big one because he has yet to beat the big boys. And now you've got, again, Washington, Oregon, UCLA, and USC coming in. Uh, You go from number three down to about number six pretty easily. I think Franklin's seat starting to get a little warm, too. Yeah. Because as good as he's been, this is a 10 win. We're talking about firing a 10-win per-season coach, they laid an egg against Ole Miss. Yeah. And they got beat up They weren't missing a lot either. This was In their house. Yeah. And then they couldn't take advantage of the opportunities that Ohio State's not great offense gave to them. So um, you can't do that. And it's one thing to win 10 games. Bo Pelini for Nebraska won 9 and 10 games. But when it came to the big ones, he lost the Big 12 title game three times or something. He lost the Big 10 title game two times or what? I mean, yeah, you can't do that. And then Polini, not Franklin, because Franklin doesn't have this personality, then decided to start offending the fans and the donors. And at a college football, you really don't do that. So right. anyway. That's enough of that. I just, I just for whatever reason, thought of James Franklin, and I said, Terry forgot him in the notes because I think his seat is hot too. Yeah. Although I I thought Billy Napier was going to be fired six weeks ago, and he's still here. So yeah, I, I'm really surprised by that. I mean, the thing is, next season, and they may have looked at the schedule next season because that Florida schedule next season is like, if they don't improve drastically, they are going to be four and eight. Yep. I mean, yep. it and, is they, a, and they could take L's to both in-state Florida teams that aren't even in the conference. Right. Well, three um, in-state Florida teams. They got UCF. Oh, yeah, also. UCF. My bad. Sorry, Gus. My bad. Yeah. My bad. <laughs> Sorry, Gus. <laughs> Sorry, Gus. So we love we Gus do around this. here. He's not, he's not, he's not Mike Leach, but we do love Gus Malzahn around. That's right. DNA well, I mean, he's, he's been influential. He, he, did some big things. He kind of fell off with some recruiting in, in Auburn. But, I mean, he didn't have any losing seasons. He had a winning season in conference the year he got fired. You know, I mean, that's not what they normally do. But, anyway, let's move along. And I don't remember all this information. You're going to have to help me out if you can remember. But how did we – I don't know if we've gone through this already, but how did our conference and national championship picks go? Let's start with the Pac-12. I picked Oregon to beat USC, 
in the conference championship game. So I got at least Oregon in it. USC fell off the table and Washington was the team. I think I picked Utah, Oregon, maybe. I know I picked Utah. Something like that, yeah. Because I was very high on Utah because of the defense. Yeah. And they the failed to kept deliver. Gotten, kept getting hurt over and yeah, over. Yeah, they, they failed to deliver. This uh, is the and, one in all, and in all fairness, ladies and gentlemen, before we do this, oh. too far, Terry and I got, by the way, 70% of our picks correct throughout the if – you, if you average them mathematically. Yeah. Now, the bowl game, the wheels fell off the bus because people were coming and going so fast, we couldn't even keep up with it. And well, this is I what mean, we, we don't know show. anything about the Mac, and we that don't know too. anything – I mean – there's conferences like that conference still exists. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that team is gonna... still there. They're still right. coaching, you know? Exactly. Um, but the other thing is we did these picks in all fairness. I'm not saying we have an ego in this. I'm just saying we did these picks and I know I was completely unprepared for them three days after we'd agreed that we were going to do a show on college. <laughs> oh, we had no clue. I mean, we've mentioned that over and over again. We said, let's, um, yeah, let's. What are we going to talk about this week? Let's do a preview show. Not prepared. I watched more football this year than I normally do, so I didn't really come in prepared, other than just kind of knowing and watching it. But I focused more on it this year. And the picks. I think we picked twelve games one week, seven games the next week. It was just, it was all over the board. So I had to go. We're going to be much. We're going to be much more organized next year, guys. That's what we're promising Maybe, you. maybe. I make no promises. Let's move on to the ACC. I, did you pick Clemson? Do you know? I picked Clemson because I forgot about Florida State altogether. I did pick Florida State, so I got that one. You right. did. So, hey, that's the you first did. one we got right. <clears throat> so, let right. me put that in bold, and we'll see. So, you picked Clemson. I picked Florida State. Dude, then we you, move you on. won. You, you got two to one. Spoiler alert, but go ahead. So we both picked Texas in the Big 12. Correct. I picked Michigan. I did pretty good on these. And you picked oh, you Ohio State. you beat me three State. to one. I picked Ohio State because they were one play away from beating Georgia and going to the national championship And you hated game. to do it, too. And I hated to do it, and I thought this would be their year. It wasn't their year. Uh, but as much as I want to say – I hate Ohio State, and they're a shitty football team, and blah, 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 blah. We are more so than Fox News fair and balanced on this show. So I <laughs> gave you the fuck Ohio I gave you the fuck Ohio State earlier, but the fact of the matter is they're a really good football team, and they're a really good football program. So don't worry too much about the Buckeyes. They will be back. And they dropped <laughs> off in the polls, and I didn't really understand how far they dropped off in the polls before the end of the year because, I mean – what did they lose that caused them to drop that far? <clears throat> I mean, they lost to Michigan. They lost to they lost to the uh, eventual national champion, who, by the way, yeah. in their national championship campaign, didn't play anyone for nine games, and then beat Ohio State or Penn State, Ohio State, Iowa, which may or may not matter, Iowa. Mm -hmm. But then they beat Alabama and they beat Washington. So. They went on quite yep. the run there that last, uh, call it third of the season, for the lack of a better way to say it. So these last two lines, we completely got swept because we picked Georgia. Both of us picked and Georgia, Georgia to be SEC championship. 
and also national champions. And we got all that wrong because they didn't win any of that. They didn't go to the playoffs. They didn't win a conference championship. Will it and keep us finished, from picking them next year? Who knows? <laughs> and they finished fifth in the AP poll. Kirby's got the number one recruiting class again. And more than likely, they will have a spot in the playoff. But let's be honest, Terry. Um, Georgia's got a much more difficult schedule, as we already discussed last week, coming up in yeah. 24. Having to play at Tuscaloosa, at... Um, Old Miss in Oxford mm -hmm. and at Austin in Texas. So uh, those are three games of teams. Those four teams, and I know yeah. nobody wants to hear me say the SEC is going to dominate the 12-man playoff, but those four teams would have been in the 12 playoff this year. Well, it so, would have been like 10 of the 12 would have been, well, maybe not. 10 based on next year's alignment. 10 of the 12 would have been SEC Big Ten because Florida State yeah. and then like Liberty or somebody would have been in. Would have been in, and that would have been it. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, national champions obviously went to Michigan. Ends, by the way, the two years could have been three times. And uh, so now Georgia of the 21-22 years joins Nebraska of 94-95 and 70-71 along with USC of 04 and 04, or 03 and 04 of teams that had the opportunity to get the three-peat and could not get the job done since 1970. So, so Alabama in 13. Oh, yeah. I missed it. 14-15 uh, or 13-14, whatever it was. Yeah, uh, so we almost had five straight in the state, but Florida State snapped that because it was – Alabama in 09, Auburn in 2010, Alabama in 11, Alabama in 12. Auburn had the lead right at the end of the game, 13. But we can move along. Yeah, <laughs> we can move along. But, but let's yeah, look at um, next year in, in a ridiculous fashion without even knowing all the details. Why don't we pick some stuff and see what we're going to, you know, we got the conference realignment. The SEC is going to have 16 teams, no divisions. Um, adding Texas and Oklahoma from the Big 12. We're going to have a one versus two in the championship game instead of, you know, instead of the um, east-west divisions as we used to have. Everybody seems to may be going I, in that direction. Take may it. I have 30 seconds? Oh, yeah. Get rid of the fucking cream puff games. I believe Alabama plays Mercer at the end of the season somehow. Um, not even a team that they should be playing, Terry. Uh, period. End of discussion. If you have 16 teams in the conference, let's play 10 of them a year. Yeah. And I see bye no bye reason Mercer. not to play 10 conference games. I mean, Alabama's all. got UCF on the schedule again. They've got Mercer. I'm almost certain it's Alabama's got Mercer. They're doing the Chattanooga thing or something. I mean, they've got three or four cream puff games on that schedule again. And quite frankly, if you're going to put on your resume that you deserve one of the four buys, because that's how it's going to be next year, top four teams get the buy. So if that's the case, then you've got 
four non-conference games, and three of them are against Cream Puffs. And again, please don't think it's disrespect to Mercer or UCF or whatever, or USF, excuse me, or whoever else. But they're not in the same league. There's not that it's talent not. gap is ridiculous. It's not and even look, close. And the thing is, once in a while, you're going to have a New Mexico State get a big oh. paycheck and go to Auburn and win. That's going to happen once in a while. But it's kind of like a lot more of these five-star guys are going to be NFL players than those two-star guys. But that doesn't mean that there's not going to be a two-star come out of nowhere once in a while and do it. It happens. But the numbers well, are against New Mexico State being a great team. And let's spin reality just a second. Because you got the cream puff games for Alabama. They're not playing anybody significant. Georgia opens against Clemson. Yeah. As we've discussed, Florida plays UCF, Florida State, and Miami. Yeah. So if I'm the guy at the end of this looking at playoff positioning, and let's say Alabama wins all four games, three games, whatever it is, but Georgia beat Clemson, and let's really spin reality because it's not going to happen because this team's not that good, but Florida was to run the table, how would you ever keep them out or give them, you know, that's what I'm talking about, tiebreakers, Terry. Those things all of a sudden become a much more significant deal. Listen to this. I've got it pulled up. These last five games are insane. Okay, so Florida's schedule next year. They start out hosting Miami. Okay. Mm. Then they've got Samford. That's one of these cream puff games. But then they host Texas A&M. They go to Mississippi State, and then they have an off week. Then, to start October, they have UCF at Tennessee. Then they've got Kentucky. Then another off day. We're getting a couple of off days now. Yeah. Then listen to this, these last five games. Based on the standings this year, host Georgia at Texas, host LSU, host Ole Miss in Florida State in Tallahassee. Yeah. Yikes. Is he going to make it even to that last five games is a question, and that is brutal. Yep. Yep, because you've got all the talent in the world there. Uh, and you're, like you said, it's it's bad enough you're playing those teams, but you just said they're at Georgia and at Tallahassee. No, they host Georgia and they're at Texas oh, host Georgia. and at Tallahassee at Texas, and at Tennessee at Tallahassee. also. Yeah. Woo! Woo! But then they've also got that three in the middle. They got UCF, which is going to be, you know, that's not the Stanford level game. And then they've got at Tennessee, and then they got Kentucky. All three of those teams can play. Is a good football game, a football team. Yeah. Tennis, Tennessee has the tendency to be a good football team. Um, Goodness, that, that yeah. is a rough. I can't wait. I love rough. it. I love that we're rough. talking about it that way. See, we used to have schedules kind of like this. Those went away years ago as the expansion yep. happened and, and all that, but. Man, I love it. I mean, that is that's big time. That's going to be good stuff. And there's several. I mean, I think this is the toughest one in the nation, probably. But there's some other ones. I mean, I've seen a couple of Big Ten schedules that are loaded. Well, Georgia, we just said it. Clemson, right? They got to play at Alabama. 
They got to play at Texas and they're playing at Ole Miss. And that doesn't count the game with Auburn, which will be between the no, that'll be a Jordan Hare. No, between the no. that'll be in Athens. That'll be in yeah, Athens. that's in Athens, but it's the week after they go to Tuscaloosa. And then did they draw LSU this year? Or am I mistaken? Are we talking about Georgia? Yeah. Georgia schedule. We're just going to do some Googling for y'all. Um, yep. Why not? This fbschedules.com is a great website. I love throwing these websites out. So, okay, Georgia does not have LSU. They've got – they start with Clemson, then they've got Tennessee Tech, and then they play at Kentucky. Then they're off. They play at Alabama. They host Auburn. They host Mississippi State. Then they go to Texas, and they've got another off game. And they host Florida. They go to Ole Miss. They host Tennessee. Then they got UMass and Georgia Tech. So they're done. Midway through November, Georgia is done with their conference schedule. Yeah, front-loading that isn't necessarily to their advantage, though, either, particularly with the 12-team playoff. Yeah. Man. I Coffee can't wait to start on. digging in for our preseason episodes. Because, I mean, right now I have some information, but until we really dig in, like, I don't even know. Like, you know, we got got this whole situation with Florida State. How's that going to bubble up and between now and then? There's no telling. Right. If something goes to court, something might be pretty immediate. You know, it may not be this waiting around like we always see one or two seasons like it's always been. There's some pretty hard feelings going on right there. They got some real serious heartburn. Um, and, and I honestly think they probably should have been in the playoff. In fact, I will say I think they should have been in the playoff. I'll go ahead and stick up for Florida State that way. But once you weren't in the playoff and you decided not to show up in the Orange Bowl and all that other stuff, at that point it's just noise. It's white noise. It's static on the television. It's whatever, and I don't want to fucking hear it. Well, um, my deal my deal with that is I, I've got to put a lot of this on the NCAA just because they have they've put us in these conditions to to have these games that don't really mean anything. I know I know the idea of you've been on this team all year, you need to you need to play and all that. I know that the NIL people are getting paid and stuff, but it really is with the schedule the way it is. And in all those things, it's, there's really no real incentive other than wanting to play a football game. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you and I just have a little bit of a difference of opinion on it. It's not like it's you and I are going to fists over it. My whole not thing yet. is where was your where was your pride? If you're the best team in the country, prove it. Show up. Beat Georgia. And I don't give a shit that you're not playing for the national championship. But I'm that guy. Like, I yeah. don't care. You know you know what sissies the AP were this year, Terry? The final poll put Georgia and Florida State tied <laughs> for, like, fourth or fifth. fifth. <laughs> it would have been fifth. Oh, so boy. they tied them <laughs> after Georgia dog walks Florida State uh, and all the guys for Florida State leave and everything else. My deal, it's like 
we did not do a final poll after all the games just because it's like, mm-hmm. what, what am I rating? You got to play I mean, off. I'm rating a bunch of off. teams that didn't – those those bowl teams were not the teams from the 2023 season. So I don't want to rate them. You got the playoff. Mm-hmm. Let that figure it out, and we'll move along. Speaking of move along, Big Ten is going to have 18 teams next year. This is getting too many. unwieldy here. No divisions. Too many. They add Washington, Oregon, USC, and UCLA, as we've talked about from the Pac-12. There's going to be a pattern here, teams leaving the Pac-12. I know everybody listening to this knows that. But the Big 12, 16 teams, just like the SEC, they add Arizona, Arizona State, Utah, and Colorado from the Pac-12, and they lose Texas and Oklahoma to the SEC. The ACC is a big question mark. Right now, it looks like they're going to have 17 teams, unless I've missed something. So they're adding Stanford and California. How many did they have this year? I mean, did I count this wrong? Could have swore that that was the right number, but I don't know. So... They're all kind of going to the same kind of thing, except the Pac-12. We're down to two teams. We'll we'll call that the, the two-pack. They own and, the name, Terry. That's all they own. The Pac-12 no longer exists. They're going to merge with the Mountain <laughs> West. And let's face it, the four teams that are going to get the bye, unless something odd happens, are going to be your conference champions. Mm-hmm. So it's I think they've been four. pushing. I think they've been pushing for that, though. You're going to see... The SEC champion, the ACC champion, the Big Ten, and the Big 12 champion, and those are going to be it. But let's face it, the Big Ten's not going to be as good a conference next year as the other three, and the ACC is not far behind them. And as much as people hate when we say this, but I believe it, and I know you do too, it's a two-man race between the Big Ten and the SEC right now in terms of what school conferences hold the power. And um, Yeah. I think there are teams, but there's fewer of them. My deal is Florida State and Clemson can do it, but they don't have four more teams in their conference. I mean, Miami's sitting there, but what have they done recently? Not So inconsistent, too. They yo-yoed all season, had a great football game against uh, Texas A&M, and then, you know, they they shit shit the bed in games that they should have won. Right. Cristobal's another one we might have put on the hot seat, you know. Uh, yeah, uh, thinking about it now, he needs um, a he needs a kneel coach to just stand there and to remind him when he needs to kneel the ball. Correct, because that was mismanagement to the nth degree, and it cost him the game. So who does the who does the Big Twelve have that Utah? We feel okay, man, and nobody else really. Oklahoma Unless somebody State. somebody wants to say Cause Colorado. Because it's, it's a man, Terry. Oklahoma State. I mean, I, that's that who is, they have. I mean, that, I got I to gotta be honest. That's below Florida State and Clemson. They got Gundy. That's all you need to know. He's got the mullet. And he's got a beautiful mullet. He's a, he's a man. <laughs> He'll stand up for his guys, damn it. He, he's 54. Or he will be 56. next year. 56. I don't know. 57. 50, whatever. I don't know. I got him and Dabo he, confused because they're so similar. Yeah, they are really similar. And the thing is, I need Tyler from Spartanburg to call in every week next season 
Because if we're doing the too early to call, as we had indicated we're going to, for yeah, the ACC, give me Clemson. All I'm right. predicting a big bounce back for Dabo and the boys. And I think, unfortunately, what we saw in the Florida State-Georgia game, uh, it's, it's not going to bode well for Florida State. Because what talent they did have did not look that good. Now, they didn't have 14 games. I understand that. Um, Dave, Dave in Huntsville tells me that they had the scout team playing. Now, I don't necessarily believe him that the scout team was playing, but um, Georgia's third string was playing too, and they looked pretty good for a third string, you know. Yeah, I don't so, – that's and one I of those. You think like, it's sometimes an uneven it's comparison. I, Possibly. Y- you know, I get it. I'm not necessarily I saying it, it is, but starting quarterback versus third string quarterbacks, one thing. And then, he, you know, I don't know. I don't know the makeup of D- each team's 27 missing players. But DJ, you go, you go, Ale, or however you say his name is going from Clemson to Oregon State, and he's headed back to Florida State as of last week. So you're going to see him back in the ACC. We know he's a very capable quarterback. We know Mike Norvell's going to get some out of him. I think Florida State's going to be a good football team. I think they could be a playoff team. But if you're asking me today who's winning the ACC championship, you don't think Dabo took 8-4 and four personally and then took the criticism that he won a bowl game against Kentucky that was Kentucky – was in full control of that game to the fourth quarter. And then the wheels came off the bus. I don't know what happened, but the wheels came off the bus. Dabo takes stuff like that personally. I think you see Clemson bounce back next year. I got to tell you, I'm going to I'm gonna push for Dabo dropping, and I'm going to give it to the Seminoles again in the ACC next year. This is the far too early. I may change this in the real preseason. Yeah, yeah. We, we're not between now and then. Yeah, you guys can't hold us to anything. You yeah, can't these are not it. promises. We're penciling these ends at the moment. So let's that's move right. to the Big 12. Like I said, who do they even have? They've got the man, and that's who I'm picking. I have a feeling yeah, they who got, you might pick here. They got Kansas, Kansas State, Utah. Colorado. Uh, Colorado. <laughs> and look. Dion, if he can get the wheels on the bus, he went out and he got himself an offensive line. That we know. Oh, we I'm know sure got... they'll be improved. I don't know that they go from four wins in the Pac-12 to conference championship in the Big 12. I just don't see it. Here, here's where my concern is. By all, by all accounts, Charles Kelly may not have been the best defensive coordinator that they could have had at Colorado, but he didn't have the talent. He also was supposed to be their best recruiter other than Dion himself. Mm-hmm. And Dion, of course, is his own hype man as well as the hype man of his two children and anybody that wears a Buffalo jersey these days. Yeah. So my opinion is this. He doesn't have the organizer to help him build the organization that he's going to need. So I think that he doesn't he doesn't win the Big Ten 12 championship, not because he doesn't have the talent, but they're not going to have the discipline. They're not going to have the organization. They're not going to have the the practices and that sort of thing that matter that you get out of those organizers. Give me Utah. I'm going with Utah, first time in the Big 12, and Whittingham is going to be back. Cam Rising's going to be back. 
that defense we know can play. They're going to the Big 12. They're not afraid of high-flying offenses, be that a TCU, Kansas, Kansas State, Oklahoma State. They can play with the high flyers on the offensive side of the ball. So I'm going to pick Utah. And more than likely, folks, that's not going to change in the preseason of our next season. But we'll go ahead and say Utah for the Big 12 for me, Terry. Well, why don't you go ahead and pick the Big Ten first, sir? Big Ten. I want to say Nebraska, but it's too early. That's oh, next yeah. year. <laughs> that would be a bold statement. Hey, it's penciling it in. Why not, right? <laughs> yeah, t- 2025 when Dylan Rayola is a sophomore and we got everything in place. Oh, where we're going to win the Big Ten in 2025 because that'll be the 30th anniversary of the 95 football team, arguably the greatest ever. So we got the defending national champions more than likely without Harbaugh. Mm-hmm. We got Ohio State, we got Penn State, Michigan State, Iowa, Washington, Wisconsin, Oregon, Washington, USC. Oregon, USC. Give me Oregon. Quack, quack, quack. Now they do, they did get a good, they got two good quarterbacks in the transfer portal somehow. And I Let's bet you they find that. a, I bet you they find themselves a couple more defensive linemen that can be uh, interrupters in on the line of scrimmage, because that might have been what they were missing on the defensive side of the ball. Pass rush. So I want Oregon, Terry. Who you got in the Big Ten? There's only 18 teams to choose from, and you can choose Nebraska if you want, but that's next year. I'll, I'm hold, telling off. You, I'll hold off on that one. Why don't I do this? I think Ohio State's going to be pissed off. They said, all right, newcomers, we own this place. Michigan got us last year. It's not going to happen this year. Even if they lose a game during the regular season, we got this one versus two format now, and this changes a lot of things. You know, we don't have Iowa sitting there waiting to get crushed by somebody from the other division. We got the top two teams, and I think Ohio State takes advantage of that. They got a chip on their shoulder, and they, they take back control of the Big Ten. Great pick. But I wasn't going to give them the love tonight. <laughs> the Ohio State <laughs> University. I didn't top it Lock in em. like that. But <laughs> so let's go to Lock the em. SEC. I'll pick this first. And this is tough. It's tough not to pick Georgia. I don't know. This is super early. See, I don't want the same reason that I gave for Ohio State. This is super early, so I'm going to work through the logic here. Here's what I'm thinking. Texas didn't look great against Washington. Are they going to be able to come in the SEC and lay it down and win some football games to the point where they can win the conference? I don't know. I still need some proof. Is Alabama that team to do it again? Is Georgia going to get their revenge? Um, Who does Oklahoma have at quarterback? Do you know? Have they gotten a transfer quarterback? Uh, they did replace him. Yes, they replaced Gabriel, Freshman? but I can't remember with who. I can't remember with who. Hold on, I'll look it up while you talk. So this is all my logic here. And- but we know, we know, Ewers is coming back to Texas. By the way, while you're talking, and we also this know Arch Manning. Arch Manning is the number two quarterback now. You know, Texas is going to have a good quarterback no matter what. Oh man, that's tough. That's a tough pick. Oh, and talk boy. about a team with a chip on their shoulder. 
I mean, they're one play away from tying Washington and tending it to overtime. They And it's like you said, Terry, they were so close, they just couldn't get there. And this is a team that beat um, – this is a team that beat um, – Beat Alabama. Who was I trying well, – beat Alabama Tuscaloosa. and beat them by 10. Beat them by 10. Why don't I do that? Uh, For now, at least, I'm penciling it in. I'm going to pick the Longhorns. And we'll we'll readjust that later if we need to. And the reason is they don't have to play Auburn next year. Jackson Arnold. <laughs> That's who I was thinking he was on is Oklahoma. I think Oklahoma will be pretty decent next year, but uh, And then they've got General Booty, and if I'm not mistaken, that is the son of John David Booty. Does that sound right? Maybe. Am I, I knew it was everybody's up? favorite college football player name. Yeah, General Booty. Um, so Oklahoma, obviously a great football team. So I'm torn here, and you're going to laugh at me. But I went probably. with Texas. I mentioned Oklahoma, you, but I went with Texas. Well, I'm torn here because it's the SEC. Yep. And you know I'm a numbers guy. Mm-hmm. And Nick Saban has won 11 SEC championships. Or no. Played for 11, 110, whatever it was. He's, I don't he's, won, a, he's won a <laughs> lot of SEC championships. Kirby Smart obviously had number one recruiting class. Saban had number two. Uh, Ole Miss had the number one transfer portal class. Uh, Auburn had the number seven recruiting class. The schedules are crazy. Um, but here's where I'm torn. I'm torn between picking my man, Nick Saban, at Alabama because he doesn't repeat as SEC champion much, but he certainly wins them. You know, mm-hmm. I believe he was eight and nine, eight and one or nine and one, 10 and one. The only loss being to the Tebow team uh, with Urban Meyer and, as the head coach. Whatever he is, he wins a hell of a lot more in Atlanta than he loses. But. And this is where I said you might laugh at me because he didn't do it. But he just had the best recruiting transfer class in his life. And he beat a Penn State team that didn't lose a whole lot. (laughs) Pencil him in early. Does Lane Kiffin find lightning in a bottle at Ole Miss, Terry, and do what Auburn did? Do what uh, the 06 Florida team did. Do what the 07 LSU team did. uh, And win an SEC championship. Because again, to your point, he can have one loss, but one and two are going to the SEC championship game. Right. So you could see Alabama beat him, and then they end up meeting again in Atlanta. That's what's so intriguing about this. <sighs> it's tough. Tough decision. Give me Georgia. <laughs> All that talk. You're teasing over there. <laughs> Wasn't intentional. So but before... here's the Yeah, go ahead. Here here's the deal on the SEC. You've got twelve teams that are gonna make the playoff. 
Yep. You want to call it too early? Seven of them will be from the Southeastern Conference. Well, let's talk about the playoffs a little bit. I got some details there before we pick the national champions. Maybe when we do the preseason, we'll pick all 12 and see who see if we can figure out the whole playoff playoff field. But six highest-ranking conference champions will receive an automatic bid. And when we say six now, and all of a sudden one of the power five is gone, that's a couple of different non, um, non-power five. Conference. So we're gonna get we're gonna get the Mac and the damn Whack and the damn Mountain We would have had James and... Madison and Liberty this year, I think. So six highest ranking get the automatic bids. The top four of those teams, it can't just be the top four teams. If we got a one loss team that's in the top four, they don't count. Or I mean, if if we got a non champion in the top four, they don't count. The top four conference champions receive. Whoa, the first whoa, 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 whoa. I I lost that back up back up. So okay. the the did the conference champions get the buy or not? Well, there's six conference champions with automatic bids, but there's only four buys. Four of those six. So, okay, the top four. So the six. So the six champion. Let's say Liberty yeah. gets in, but they get in at twelve. They don't get in at four. Right. As an yeah. example, they could get in as low as twelve. It's not a guarantee they're getting any right. Four or yeah, six. then then okay. it's just based on ranking. So that's the next line. The six highest rated teams will fill out the rest of the bracket, and then they're ranked as they would be ranked. And I'm not going to go into great detail here with which bowls which, because there's a bunch of different bowls that are going to go through the cycle of each round. Um, the national championship game will be in Atlanta the first time. Uh, the first round games are at the. Um, Location decided by the higher-ranked team in the game, which doesn't necessarily mean their home stadium, but why would you pick anywhere else, right? Right. Anyway, then the quarterfinals. So that'll be December 20th and 21st. Quarterfinals will be uh, December 31st and January 1st. Semifinals, January 9th and 10th. And we will not get our national championship game until January 20th of 2025. That's going to be stretching it out, buddy. That's why you said eliminate conference championships because it's not going to matter. Yeah, I, I, that's my opinion. I, but the, if, but the, if but we the could get ten is, conference games said, without that, I would love it. You just said you're using six. You just said you're getting six conference champions, so their criteria dictates you have to have the conference championship game. Well, you got to you've got to name a conference champion somehow. You remember when yeah. it? What was it? The the Big Twelve. Or only had ten teams one year, and they decided on co-champions. So was it the BCS at that point, or it might have been the playoff decided that neither of them got in because they I think it was the BCS. Because wasn't that the year? Were, were those the years, if I'm remembering right, that Texas Tech, Oklahoma, and Oklahoma State all had one loss, and Something it was like the Crabtree that. year, and it was the it was the uh, who played for Oklahoma State? The receiver for Oklahoma State. Uh, he didn't end up being very good. Uh, Blackman, Justin Blackman, yeah. and and then you had Oklahoma with either Bradford or uh, it wasn't Bradford. It was his successor, Landry Jones, mm -hmm. and and that's so. And I, if I'm not mistaken, they were all one loss teams, and they were all that was BCS, buddy. 
and they I don't know that they named I'm them co champions. Um, but yeah, the ten team thing doesn't work either. And then, but you're right. After they got left out, they ended up going to a championship game in the Big Twelve. Yeah, because I think they didn't. You had to. The rule is you got to have twelve teams to have a conference championship game. So they just because see to the have Big teams. Twelve, the Big Twelve didn't have a conference championship team. I'm remembering this now, but it's vague. The Big Twelve didn't have a conference championship game, but they did in 1996 because Nebraska got lost to Texas in the inaugural one. And then, of course, won the 97 championship as well as the 99 championship. Um, But in the Big 12 anyway. But it escapes me, but I know that you're right, that they named co-champion. Kansas State and Oklahoma. Yeah. And then after that, they made details, yeah. After that, they made sure, though, that they had a conference yet. Because what I was getting well, at – Well, there's also a Baylor-TCU in 2014. It might have been that one. They've had a couple of these co-champion things. Baylor-TCU, is if that was the playoff, they did both get left out. Yeah, that's probably the one I'm thinking of is the Baylor-TCU. But they ended up getting a conference champion. And what, what happened was Oklahoma had been so dominant in the Big 12 along with Texas that – um they usually won by their record. Like they were undefeated. So you couldn't argue that they weren't the conference champion, you know, they, cause they, cause in those days you played everybody, everybody played. Um, cause I saw Nebraska lose plenty of games to Oklahoma, close ones too, during those years. But my 21st birthday, uh, was in 2006 and Adrian Peterson was the running back for Oklahoma and Nebraska had a great defense. It was the best Callahan team and had, uh, I forget, it was, uh, oh, it's the coach of Cincinnati Bengals. He was the he was the quarterback for Nebraska. Um, what is his name? Anyway, it doesn't matter. Uh, but he's the head coach of the uh, Cincinnati Bengals right now. He was Nebraska's quarterback. Had a great football game. Ended up losing, I think, 21-7. to but Adrian Peterson did what Adrian Peterson does, and you know Zach ran. Taylor is the Bengals. Zach Taylor, coach. yeah, Zach Taylor ran on the Huskers. I love, Google. but was a gr- great quarterback though um, yeah. for us. Anyway, especially in a West Coast offense that was completely foreign to a team that was left right up the middle for so long. Right? Yeah, but, definitely. Um, that was a huge change. <laughs> huge change. But yeah, watching Oklahoma in those close ones, Nebraska beat them ten to six when Landry Jones was the quarterback. Uh, that was the Indominican Sioux era. Um, so, I mean, a lot of different things have happened. But anyway, um, yeah, I would say uh, Big 12 for me is Utah, and SEC is definitely Georgia. All right, now so we talked about, about the format of the playoff. Obviously, based on the shift and the loss of the Pac-12, See, I don't even know where Oregon State and Washington State fit in anything anymore. But yeah, what if they um, go undefeated? Ignore. Who are they? How are you going to sell that? You know, I don't know. I mean, I mean, Notre Dame's got to fit in this somehow too. So it's just got to be based on ranking at some point. Yeah, Notre but, Dame is never going to get the automatic bid. That's the one thing about them not being in a conference. And they'll never get the buy better than a better than a top 
yeah, better than if the top four the spot. No, I need to look this up. If they are the number one team in the country, they will be the number five seed. Is this true? Oh, I love it. <laughs> now Terry, now Terry's excited, folks, because he he's found some loophole in this oh, in the logic great. of this already. You know that they got some nonsense in there. They would figure it out. But let's pick some national champs. No idea. So I picked Texas for the SEC champion. I'm going to pencil in Georgia for the national champion. Give me Alabama. Oh, Roll time. We just do this again. Good Lord. Everybody's hating us with this nonsense. Well, I almost picked Old Miss to win the SEC. So <laughs> that's where I'm at tonight. But I really Ole think. Miss run away what, with everything. Oh, my God. With what he got, though, you gave the transfer portal, gave Lane Kiffin a bunch of new toys, and they're already good enough. The biggest problem they're going to have is on defense. And, well, two problems. Defensively, they got to tighten up. <laughs> the schedule is the other problem they're going to have. So, uh, yeah, and every one of them is going to be tough. But, I mean, that's true for the Big Ten. That's true for the SEC. It's going to be tough. Yeah. Well, and, and one thing I will say, um, because I'm going to tell – I'll tell our fans right now, I think seven teams come out of the SEC. Maybe. Seven. Well, you got to remember, there's going to be, unless I'm reading this wrong, and I'm going to dig into it more, unless I'm reading this wrong, based on the Pac-12 going away, that's going to put two, two um, group of five champions in there automatically. Okay, so you're telling me that there's only six available spots for my six SEC teams that would be left after the champion. They would have to do okay. a clean sweep on that. That would be tough. Right? Four of the 12 will be <laughs> SEC champions. And I may only be wrong. Because, I'm going to have to dig into this, but that's what I'm Only because you're going you're gonna to put fucking Liberty. And who was the other team this year, Terry? James Madison. You're going to put fucking Liberty and James Madison in there to be eliminated in the first round of the playoffs. Well, you know what? I mean, to me, honestly, I'm kind of okay with a five- trashing a 12 or a six trashing an 11 um because they should because they should realistically so we'll see how it goes i may not say that same thing next year after it's all said and done you know when we're sitting here having this same show in february or whatever but especially um, if Auburn is the 12 or 11 oh seed, Terry God. will definitely not be saying that. <laughs> I would be thrilled. <laughs> I ain't turning it down. Oh, we have not. We, we we never made the playoff in the four team format. We were in the final BCS championship game um, with the lead until Florida State and famous Jameis come back. Yeah, it's one of those, the running backs, like, oh, I should have took a knee at the one. But it's like, no, don't make up for the defense. You got to do your job. Let them do their job. But anyway, let's move along because we're going to take a week off next week. And we kind of hinted at this last week. We've talked about what we would do in the off season. Um, do we want to really dig into some football topics? I think that we need to start 
um, adding a little bit of non-football entertainment kind of stuff in here. We're going to figure out a little bit about what that means. We're going to take a week off and try to revamp a little bit, uh, change uh, a few of the ways we do some things. Uh, social media will be a little different. Maybe our presentation of the show will be updated and improved uh, we're not going to give all that away until we decide exactly what it's going to be we're going to talk about how we're going to roll this out um, so it'll probably be a couple of weeks we're going to do a little practice round next week just internal see how that goes um, pretty excited about it hopefully we can keep your interest or gain new interest in the off season we're not going to forget about football the football is going to stay in the logo i will say that because I had entertained removing the football from the logo, but football's what created this. So the football staying, even if we're not primarily talking about football in the off season. So let's keep it in there, but hopefully we bring up some topics that'll interest you in the off season. Um, I don't know. We'll see what happens. Another one of those where we just dive in and, and, and let it go. Terry, Terry's got a lot of really good ideas, folks. And one of the things we know is we have, number one, we're not active, active on social media with the account. We know that. We we know. We're not we're not hammering people with stuff and especially and lately. Especially lately, because the graphics guy has been on vacation. He and got he tired. on vacation starting during bowl <laughs> season. But in all seriousness, there are things that we want to change, want to do. We knew this was an experiment. This is just us having fun. And we also know that we have a very concentrated audience. Some people might call it small. We prefer to say select group of Hey, people. we've had a good week of downloads. Let, let me just say that. I will just go ahead and throw oh, there that you go. out there. There you go. People Thought love people when were I say losing Fuck interest Ohio and State. then they really surprised me. 2024 hit. We either said something right or somebody gained some interest because it's it's really boosted up this week. So fuck Ohio State could be our first shirt of at the TNA top ten dot com. But um Terry is correct. We have ideas. We were spitballing ideas between each other, just oh, yeah. amusing ourselves. So I feel like they will abuse everybody else because some of this isn't going to be so serious. Um we still may stick with the top ten inside all of our shows because this is after all the top 10 show but hell maybe we need some ideas as topics for the top 10 if you're into harlequin trashy beach romance novels that's okay we'll look them up we'll rate them we'll tell them why you're wrong um (laughs) i keep threatening to do the top 10 nebraska football seasons and terry says that hey it may happen it may. It'd be the longest show ever. And number two, he would be going to bed and I would just continue on. You yeah, know, I'll go eat lunch, come back, check come on back you, see that you're doing okay, see what yeah. number we're on. You know, we'll do all that. But we'll I mean, do all that. We're going to have football. I can't imagine we're going to have an episode where we don't talk about some kind of football. But I think the ratio right now it's 100% football. And we had and we're getting about away from crap that. other than football. We're, and that's what Terry's really getting at, folks. We're getting away from that, even going into season two, the 2024 yeah. football season. Is it the TNA top 10 football show? Yes, it is. But are we going to spend two hours talking about football? No, we are not. Um, 
no, we are not. Because we know you don't want to hear it all the time. So we've seen the social media, we've seen the responses, and we certainly appreciate them. Don't think for a minute that we are ungrateful. We appreciate every single person. Even if you only listen to us for five minutes because you're an Ohio State fan and you heard me yell, fuck Ohio State. (laughs) We appreciate the fact that you chose us. Because me and Terry know this because the way we met was a wrestling group that Mm -hmm. was predicated on the creation of podcasts. We'll throw a little wrestling in there. We know how many podcasts there are to choose from. Oh, yeah. uh, To listen to. And we Uh, want to support our friends. I mean, go ahead. You were about to do it, but yeah. I would say one of our favorites is is, uh, Wrestling with Palm Water Dave and Friends, and they talk wrestling. It's Amy Vaughn. It's that awful Justin Davis. It's Pond Water Dave who counted Ric Flair. Well, he's an Ohio State fan anyway, right? Well, Cincinnati, but he's close enough to Ohio State. We don't give a shit. Yeah. Uh, That awful Justin Davis. Um, Of course, we support our boy Efren at the game event. That's another show exclusively on Premier Streaming Network. We obviously are members of the Conrad Thompson Network. We watch corn. We listen to Cornette. Terry and I like this, like this thing called the Basement Yard, which is a lot of fun. Not wrestling. Not that those guys know us or anything. But my whole point is, all of those things take time to listen to, time to participate, time to involve, and you only have the same as we do, twenty four hours in a day, and you chose to spend some time with us at some point during the season. And it is 100% appreciated. And I will sincerely, even to my Ohio State fan, I know you're listening, Yambag, say thank you for that. Well, and thank also, you, let's not you, forget, there have been members of the kickout crew that have supported us along the way, too. So we want to shout out them. Yep. Um, this is the problem when we start naming all of our friends. There's too many. Get somebody. And I yeah. and I don't, because they're, they're, they're really good people. The uh-huh. kickout crew, obviously, one of my buddies, James Elkarai, uh, he and I were both Even wrong. Even that Brad he said guy. Texas was taking yeah. the natty. That Brad guy, <laughs> bitchin' Brad. Bitchin' Brad, bitchin Brad who hates everybody. I think his name is bitchin' Brad and Plaid. I think that's actually what they call him, is bitchin' Brad and Plaid. And if they don't, that's what we're going to call him from now on. Well, so, I will say, uh, if we're going to if we're gonna dig into these top tens, we might be doing some bitchin' of our own. Cause... Oh, you know I will. I ain't scared. You know, I ain't scared. So we'll see Let's where talk that about, goes. Talk We're about email. Scratch your head a little know? bit. <laughs> I'm not going to bring my work Think- shit here. I'll say that. Yeah, I, well, I no, but to. here's the thought. That's not going to be top healthy. Ten, top 10 things that annoy you at your workplace or top 10 things that annoy people at their workplace. Doesn't have to be you or me specifically. Let's keep it number a generic on list, guy. Number one on the list is a meeting that should have been an email. I will. Be that guy. You don't have to be generic. It'll be Andrew. If you could have done this shit in an email and you're going to make me go sit in a damn conference room for 20 minutes or two hours or whatever it is, fuck off. Like, legitimately, I don't well, my to be deal, in this meeting. Well, my deal is I, I often get the exactly the opposite. So, obviously, I'm not naming names. I love everybody at my work. I like working with them and stuff. But we do have meetings where nothing gets written down which is the opposite of an email. So it's like, we had good discussion. Did anybody document any of that? Oh, we forgot it all. Yeah. Buddy, my 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 friend who works with me in the car business used to call me Kermit the Frog because we'd work together 
And, you know, something would happen or I'd be whatever, you know, if I get mad or it was something that good or whatever. Apparently, I have heavy hands because he'd hear that keyboard. <laughs> well, I've been and, Googling throughout this whole show. I'm sure anybody listening's heard me typing on Google here. I am the king of the email. And here's the other thing. It's in writing and you can go back to it. That's what I like about it. It's so, sortable. Anyway. It's great. Yep. It's almost and like yes. a spreadsheet. Oh, man, I'm going to have Stop it. top Stop 10 it. nerdy things that Terry... Oh, man. Not Terry, a generic so, guy who's nerd, bald and no, lives no, in Huntsville. No. Nerd Terry <laughs> will show his face in one of these top 10s one of these days, and it's going to be spectacular. Uh, the post office. <laughs> uh, let's see. USPS walks around the neighborhood. Hey, you don't have to give away all my secrets here. Excel, Excel, you love Excel. Um, I do love Excel. That's crazy. Yeah, Terry Terry loves Excel. So those are some of the things we're talking about, guys. You can tell we're already having fun. We're going to decompress from the football because it gets a little, you know, we get a little crazy with it. I do anyway. Terry, Terry's the voice of reason. And if and by the way, folks, if you know me and we're ever in a boat and we hit an iceberg and the boat's starting to sink, I am not the voice of reason. Okay? <laughs> I'm just letting you all know. Are you gonna be like Costanza escaping the fire and running over the old lady? Is that is that who yeah, you are? That, I am not necessarily that person, but what I'm telling you is don't Somewhere ask me in for the any advice. Yeah, don't ask me for the balance. <laughs> Terry's the voice of reason. He keeps us level around here, and well, we almost, appreciate it. I mean, I had to open windows this morning because I think I kind of mixed up some chlorine gas in my bathroom. So maybe I'm Whoops. not the voice of reason either because I had some ants. Might as well just throw something out there. Just go ahead and share. So I saw some ants coming up in my in my bathroom, and I wanted to get rid of them. And I had a bottle that I had had some vinegar and water in and i poured that out and i didn't wash it out as probably at all i probably just poured it out instead of washing it out and i put bleach and water in there and vinegar and bleach yeah yeah you don't need to be doing that so i had to open a window and let it air out mm. while i was at work so i'm stupid sometimes too so sometimes i'm not the voice of of my own reason much less absent-minded we prefer sir do not self-deprecate call yourself stupid <laughs> But that it's it's hey, I went to school have... for four years for chemical engineering and I did that. Yeah. So I had a blonde moment for sure, even without the hair. I went to school for five and a half years and have three degrees and not a damn one of them have anything to do. Wait, wait, wait. With you what I did. Five and a half years for three degrees. Yeah, so my I two went six years for one degree. <laughs> yeah, my my bachelor's degree. No, this is true story, and I guess we're just we're just letting people it's in now. Whatever. Um, so I went to college in two thousand four. I was on a trimester system, so we did ten weeks and you know did ten weeks instead of fifteen, but yeah. you still did the same amount of curriculum. I maxed my credits out every single year, and I graduated in eleven trimesters instead of twelve. Good deal. With two bachelor's degrees, two ma two minors, a publication, and I was summa cum laude. Graduated with a 3.96 GPA. 
Well, then when I went awesome. to grad, well, I also worked 60 hours a week too to put myself through college. And then when I went to the University of Nebraska for graduate school, it was two years I was a graduate assistant as well as a graduate student, and I was in and out. And there are a lot of people there that were doing the three-year program, and this is back in 2008. Yeah, They were taking the two-year graduate program and making it three, if not maybe four. So I did it in two. I stayed on schedule. But now I am the general manager of a car dealership location. Um, has You're doing well, do, sir. <laughs> nothing to do with what I do. That's what I'm saying, though. But that's so, okay. You, know, you, you did something. You accomplished something. You did something with your life. And that's all that matters. It doesn't have to always line up to the same path that you expected it to. Obviously, in the last couple of years, I've had a little bit different path in my life and maybe we'll get into that at some point when we're not talking football um but yeah it took me let's see i went to junior college for two years transferred to auburn i was in chemical engineering for two years toward the end of my junior year decided i don't really want to do this and i became a software engineer and then that and i co-opt with with uh bp for a couple of years so that's why it took six years but I got it. I got out. I got a job. 20 years later, I'm still working, doing pretty well. Not a millionaire. Yeah. <laughs> Just going to throw that out there. No. But not, I'm doing not okay, a, and that's what not matters. A, not a millionaire, but we're going to talk yep. about these sort of things on our upcoming episodes because uh, little bit of a taste. 10, top 10 food is definitely going to make this list in some way, shape, we'll or We'll talk form. about food for sure. Because um, that's who we are. Uh, yeah. If you guys have ever seen me and Terry together outside oh, of you know the podcast, awesome. I love we food. love good restaurants. And we're going and to some we good restaurants this year. We were in Huntsville last year, and that, that restaurant, what is the name of it? Help Connors. Me out. Connors. It is a, it is a, um, it is so a chain. There's like six of them, I think. There's one in Louisville, I think. I think there's one somewhere in Tennessee. One in Alabama and three in Florida or something. So so good. So good. good. Terry's recommendation. So we love to go eat fancy food. We'll review that stuff too along the way. But my point was because this you guys just saw how mine and Terry's relationship works. I was about to make a point about my education and he stepped on it trying to be very supportive and nice and the friend that he is. Well, I was actually gonna make a joke. So this is ultimately what you're going to see moving forward now that we're off the football for a while, is that I'm going to try to be funny, jokes. Okay. and he's going to step on my joke because he genuinely cares and is serious and say, hey, it's a great accomplishment, yeah, yeah. What I was going to say was, and I'm an idiot that sells cars for a living with two bachelor's degrees, a master's degree, and five-figure student loan debt. So I guess we'll have to work out a system. That's one thing we're going to have to work out. You're going to have to put up the hand and say, shut up, Terry. I'm talking. Hey, look, did you see this? I would never. Yeah, there it is. Hand raiser. I would it, never tell you to shut up. I didn't Seriously. do that on purpose. Did you know that it would pick? I put my actual hand up to the camera. And Not it actually clue. did the raise hand thing on Zoom. That's pretty cool. And hey, I say Zoom, but. That's not necessarily what we're going to be doing either moving forward. So we got a we lot of changes. We may be changing. Coming. We got a lot of changes. But my my thing was, we're going to do food. We're going to do that sort of stuff. We're traveling. We're going to have a good time. And we're going to, and 2024 is going to be a great year for us and yep. for, for the friends group, for the wrestling group, for the football group. Y'all want to join us? We don't care. Um, 
Jordan Hare Stadium, or not, excuse me, it's not Jordan Hare. It's Jordan Hare next time. But it's going to be Tuscaloosa. Brian Denning, November the 30th. It's my birthday weekend. It's the weekend after Thanksgiving. My birthday weekend, because, you know, that's just the way it is, Terry. Um, We will both be in Tuscaloosa watching the Iron Bowl. I think I'm going to be sick right right about then. He's lying. Uh, again, like he did when he wasn't going to be in Georgia either for the Alabama Georgia <laughs> game. But the uh, no, we're we're gonna have a good time. People want to come along. We don't care. You can come on. We don't care. Um, we have a good time. We have fun together. Good trips you coming up. We'll talk us. about it. We're gonna talk about what the hell have you been saying. doing this we're weekend. Gonna, we're gonna talk about things other than football because yeah. me and Terry actually do have lives. He's got kids. I don't. I have dogs. So they're and my I children. just bought a front row ticket for AEW Dynamite in Huntsville in a few weeks. So we'll talk about that. Yep. And we, like I said, we've got a ton of stuff we're doing in 24. And most people that listen to the show are our friends. And we hope that eventually hey, we got the a larger few audience. More. We are past the point that... where I look at the map and say, who do we know in Kansas? Who do we know in Virginia? There's enough people yeah. that are not our close friends listening now. I know that's sad, but when you first start out, you're like, my mama's hey, listening. And, and it's like when I was somewhere. playing baseball when I was in high school. Like nobody came to baseball games except mamas, daddies, and girlfriends. That's all. Nobody else was in the yep. crowd. That's kind of how it was. Well, we got a little like bit we of know for, to Terry's point, we know that that Carl the Baker, as we call him, listens to us religiously. We thank you for that, Carl. We also know Coach Prime is listening to us because he went and got an offensive line. And, mm-hmm. you know, that's, that is thanks to TNA. He, he had nothing to listen to ESPN or to his own coaching staff. He heard me and Terry talk about how they needed to protect the quarterback. And he went out and, you know, found it. So that's well, right and here, when this new know. EA Sports football game comes out, whenever they decide that's coming out, I will be much more prepared for next season after I start my dynasty on there with Auburn and Hugh Freeze dominates. And I'll learn all these things that's <laughs> oh, going to happen. Yeah. So I'll be able to predict better moving into next season. So that there was my is. version we've of ra- a joke there. And Anyway, we've and rambled, we've rambled for 25 minutes and have. you're still listening. We love you. We or mean I it. I hope you have. But anyway, <laughs> if you're hearing this, you've kept listening. Maybe you skipped over some stuff, but we'll work out some details so that we don't just ramble. But I don't know. We'll do what we do. You'll like it or you won't like it. And if you don't like it, eh, go listen to something else. Anyway, we don't want you to do that, you know. Keep tuning in to us. We'll, we'll try to keep it entertaining and informative. And um, as always, thank you, sir. It's been fun. We had a couple of hours tonight. I didn't know we were going to do that, but we did. Well, like you said, we rambled for a few minutes, but uh, we're we going to take a week off. We're going to come back bigger and better than ever. And 2024 is going to be a blast. Thanks, everybody. Have a good day and a good evening. Later. Thank you for listening. We are TNA Top 10 on all social media. I'm TWeave79. He's 30, your fan. We're available weekly where you get your podcasts. Like, subscribe, and share. Thank you.